This is 36ers Live with Paul Bonza and Rupert Sapwell. Thanks to Panasonic Air Conditioning and driven by Australian Motors Mitsubishi. Welcome to the Adelaide Entertainment Centre. This is NBL Live and we're here for Panasonic Comfort Cloud. Set your air conditioning from your phone and Weibu and Southern Mitsubishi driven by Australian Motors. It's the Adelaide 36ers taking on the South East Melbourne Phoenix on Thursday night basketball in Adelaide. My name's Paul Bonzer. Alongside me, uh, NBL legend, 200 and a million games uh, in the NBL, Rupert Sapwell. Welcome, Sapper. Hello, Bonds. It's the middle of three games in eight days for Adelaide basketball fans, so a festival of basketball at the moment. Yes. A little bit of momentum after last week's home win, seeing if they can put a couple together. Well, let's talk about the biggest story of the week. Well, let's just get straight into it. Adelaide have then landed a new player by the name of DJ Vasilovic. Well, Adelaide is the worst offensive team by per points per game, the worst three-point shooting team by percentage, and the worst two-point shooting percentage. Uh, to get a shooter in of DJ Vasilovic's calibre is definitely going to help that. Is it going to fix all the problems? No, but he is an absolute burner of a shooter. He can get going from anywhere. Yes. Uh, so he's going to stress the floor, and at, at the very worst give driving lanes and a bit of space to someone like Isaac Humphreys. Uh, Trey Kell's going to be able to get into the creases a little bit more. So people are most definitely going to be having eyes in the back of their head when DJ Vasiljevic is on their side. And whether uh, you know he's had enough practice time with the Sixers to be able to insert himself seamlessly into an offense, uh, we don't know. And some may say, well, what offense do we have? Let's just see what happens. And it sounds like they're going to start in bonds. Well, the rumor has, rumor has that he'll be on court in the starting five and we'll, uh, we'll check that out later. Um, I, I, he's coming off two championships in Sydney. Like, he's, he's, a, he's a winner. Um, I think it's a great pickup. Um, I was a little bit surprised. Of, uh, the back end of it must have been a little bit messy because he came out and said that he wasn't very happy that... Uh, Sydney made him and the Adelaide 36 as a villain. I thought that was uh, nice to endear himself with the Adelaide fans straight off the bat by telling him he's not happy with Sydney. Yeah, well, that's right. Well, that's you know, it doesn't put him in the, in the minority of uh, NBL fans either. Yeah? <laughs> Everyone loves to hate Sydney now. Look, I would say that, uh, um, you know, whatever that is, it was a little bit drawn out. Uh, he was available a little bit earlier than he, so he could have played last week. I think, um, you know, without knowing too much about the situation, it sounds like Sydney might have dragged their heels a little bit. Yep. Now, in Sydney's defence, they, they had first right of refusal. Now, um, he was technically contracted to them for this year. Uh, he um, got the release to go and pursue his NBA dreams, got very, very close, signed an Exhibit 10 deal, I believe, with the NBA. So, um, yeah, very, very close in, in getting that. Uh, and I don't know what the behind-the-scenes uh, questions might have been, but they must have had to make a decision, well, can we fit him back into our team considering he's still technically contracted? Uh, and then, you know, who were they going to cut if they had to do that? And who, were they, who was going to miss out? And they're not doing too badly, the Kings, so I don't know if they really wanted to mess out with what they're doing. No. So, no. uh, yeah, so there but we are, DJ's you, They needed to have those conversations, though, with a, with a player of, of DJ's Well, he's quality. a borderline boomer. And, yes. you know, we, he, here we are looking at the most recent World Championships thing, and, geez, we wish we had a shooter. Well, you know, Golding was injured, so we, you know, he was the one. But if he wasn't there, then DJ could have been very handy uh, coming off the bench there and bombing a few threes. So, And he's not just a three-point shooter. I think um, he's also keen to show that as well. He's not a one-trick pony. He's a very versatile offensive player and a decent defender as well. He's got a good, strong body. He understands the game very well. So great pickup 
uh, at this stage of the season for the 36ers and we're in a bit of a mad rush now to assimilate him as quickly as possible and get him uh, flowing in the offense. Well, after losing the first four games and getting the win last week uh, in magical uh, circumstances, really, a blistering last term, um, and we'll speak about that a little bit later as well, but they, they need to start... They need to get on a run, don't they? Well, it's unfortunate that they had you know, a couple of back-to-backs to start the season. Yeah. Uh, they were way behind after the Blitz, but the Blitz uh, lifted the hood and showed them what was actually under the hood, and they was able to make a, a lot of you know, on-the-fly decisions, and I reckon they, they shored that up pretty quickly. They were way high on turnovers in the Blitz, but they've been quite disciplined with the ball, except for the first quarter last week. So, uh, you know, they've been quite good that way, and that's, um, you know, something they've improved on. So, you know, is this 0-4 record truly indicative of how they are? No, they've been quite good defensively, the Sixers. They're the best in the league in terms of defending the three-point line. The teams, they've given up the lowest percentage of three-point shots, so... Teams don't seem to be able to make three-pointers against them. They're getting plenty of three-point looks, but they're not making them. So um, they're doing some good things defensively. They're getting to the line offensively a lot too. So despite their poor shooting, they're making up for it by shooting a lot of free throws. And um, they've been in or had good runs in all of those four losses. So, you know, CJ and the co- coaching crew would have been really just saying, look, stick to it, stick to it. We're close, we're close. And really only a, you know, a couple of brain fades a couple of critical times in each of those games that have uh, cost them and so yeah, their record is is bad but their performances haven't been that no, bad. No they haven't. Yeah. We were lucky enough to grab CJ Bruton after the game last week. Um, I left here and I thought about that, that little chat we had with him. He was he was like just on fire. He, yeah. I was talking at 100 miles an hour. He's so excited. He was it was like a kid with a new toy, wasn't he? Well, it, it's it's like anyone who's yeah, still pumping with adrenaline. And I, I would wager to say that he wouldn't have got two hours sleep that night. Yes. Uh, absolutely, um, you know, wired. But, you know, just the, the level of pressure that is uh, that accompanies any professional sports coach, let alone one uh, whose team is, you know, we've got one call underperforming that are not, not getting the results that they are close to getting. So, yeah, you could tell just the relief and the satisfaction and, and yeah. the understanding that they did it in a team way. It wasn't someone just doing brilliant individual things. Trenton Flowers, as we'll talk about, had 18 points, or had 23 points after halftime, or 21 points after halftime, and majority of those in the fourth quarter, but they were open looks. His teammates were running good enough offense to get him open, uh, yes. and then you know, he did a couple of nice extra things cutting to the basket, getting an O-board, that sort of stuff. And the defense was excellent and guards were rebounding and running. Trey Kell had eight or nine boards. So did Mitch McCarron. He was around it and they were igniting the break. So, you know, there's a lot of things to like about what the Sixers were doing and CJ would have been absolutely pumped that they did it in a recognizable fashion. It wasn't something that they don't, they can't repeat. You mentioned uh, during the call how important Mitch McCarron was in certain plays to set up Flowers with a pass. And I went back and watched that last quarter again, and, and he was instrumental in making sure that the kid got the ball in his hand. Uh, you know, uh, Mitch McCarron is somewhat maligned. Uh, you talk to Sixers fans around town, and you go, oh, what's Mitch McCarron doing? I'm ready to, to, throw, to throw, throw hands at some of these he is an absolute winner, and yes. he's won everywhere he's gone. Yes. Uh, now, you know, he, he came to Adelaide on a, on a great deal, and he's expected to do certain things. Well, what Mitch McCarron does is uh, what Darnell Mee used to do. Six points, six rebounds, six assists, 
four blocks uh, and lots of bumps and tips and all that sort of stuff that people don't see. So, you know, I'm... Uh, I, I'm a Miss McCarran fan, and I, I love the way he plays. You know, he's not the shooter that everyone expects him to be, and he's never, never professed to be. That's not never been not his that. business no. card. No. So you know, he's uh, he's one of those guys that will insert, assert himself when he needs to, but really, he's a pass-first guy who wants to get other people open. So, you know, when that defense started to loosen up and the Hawks got tired last week, McCarran was able to find gaps or kick the ball ahead and get people things at the right time. And you know, he could have taken those shots himself and patted his stats and everyone thinks Mr. McCarran's played a great game because he scored more points but yeah you watch that back and you see the things that he does uh, there away from the um, you know from the statistical category and uh, he does a lot of really good things for his team. Let's have a talk about uh, the big source Alan Williams comes back into the lineup for the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. Well he's a borderline all-star uh, and all league team with 17 points 10 rebounds last year I mean that's a walking double-double and those people don't just grow on trees. Like that's a, uh, as a sizable human being who does a mountain of work close to the basket. And what you have when you have a player like Alan Williams is uh, extra points. Like, you don't need to run plays for him. Everything's an offensive rebound. It's a screen and a roll and a, and a garbage play. He's just picking up extra yep. stuff. You don't need to run anything. You don't need to worry about his ego. He's not... You know, you listen to him, he just seems like a great, great human being too. Correct. Like good good energy around the locker room, all that sort of stuff. So he had a, a knee complaint for the, you know, the first five games of his team season and he was a big out for sure. Now, you know, some people, some teams seem to pick him, but they got a great replacement. They had, had him for a little while, but he had an eye injury, so he only played three games. And, and uh, you know, the Phoenix, who are, you know, they're, they're two and... What are they now? Two and four or two and yes. three right now. Two and three. They lose this game. Uh, they're level with the 36ers. And all of a sudden, they're going, well, what's happened to our season? Yep. So, you know, they're, they've got some winning to do. And Alan Brown coming back will definitely be a shot in the arm for them. And, uh, yeah, just a, a real handful. But I like the proposition of a good old school big matchup between he and Isaac Humphreys. That's going to be a ripper. There's going to be a lot of human beings slapping against each other tonight. Uh, we look forward to that. And we might talk about that after this as well where it is nbl basketball coming to you live from the adelaide entertainment center center tonight it's the 36ers taking on the phoenix and um, we'll be back here shortly and for more of the pregame back soon Mitsubishi. welcome back to the adelaide entertainment center it's nbl life for panasonic comfort cloud set your air conditioning from your phone and Weibo and southern mitsubishi driven by australian motors bonds and sapper with you and uh, Sapper, just before the break, we were talking about some of the, well, DJ Vasilovic playing his first game for the Sixers. Alan Williams back for the Phoenix. The Phoenix had a really good win um, last weekend. They knocked off the Tassie Jack Jumpers, who pretty much as good as anyone in the competition at the moment, by a point. Gary Brown had 20 points, nine, re nine rebounds. Creaky had 16 and eight. Uh, really good win from the Phoenix. It was a massive win. And the Jack Jumpers don't go away. They, they do not donate wins to their opposition no. so they had to work every ounce of that they got contributions from a lot of people and they are getting contributions from a lot of people they have six guys in double figures another one averaging eight points so they're getting uh scoring all around the court the phoenix and getting up and down they're getting lots of points on the board but they uh, had a little bit of a slow start against the jack jumpers last week jackie's got out and then phoenix drew ahead and then it looked like the Phoenix were going to draw away, but of course we know what the Jack Jumpers are like, and they came back. So, yeah, they make you earn it. So, despite only having their two imports and, and still um, uh, Williams not in colours, yes. 
Uh, they had a really good win last week and got some good contributions uh, across the board. And I really like their form coming in. That was a massive win, and they'd be very confident about getting a W here in Adelaide. Yeah, I think they will. And um, Mitch Creek always seems to play well against Adelaide. He does, doesn't he? He's yeah. A, he's a great holder, I think. I mean, he's, that, he's hard. He's hard to hate, Mitch. Well, <laughs> he's such a good bloke. Yeah, he is. He is. But, and, yeah. Yeah. Now, like you know, he's, uh, that was his first team. Yes. Uh, you know, I think. Well, I think way back, can't remember who was the first coach that was Marty, Marty, Marty Clark. Clark. It was Marty Clark. So, and that's a few coaches ago, and, uh, and he, he had a number of good years here, and um, really got a got his start here, and, and was probably happy to stay. And but now he's uh, enjoying life in Melbourne, and as the franchise player there, and. He's really a do-it-all kind of person. The, the team that has Mitch Creek in it is always going to be around the mark. He's just a, a very versatile forward. He can get to the basket. He's shooting at 40% from the three-point line this year. Like that's a very high clip, probably a career-high clip. And that's, if I'm, if I'm honest, the only thing that keeps him out of playing in the NBA is the perceived inability to shoot the three-pointer, but he's doing enough of that as well. And... I mean, he's played a lot of basketball. He played down in Puerto Rico over the off-season and got a, um, you know, a lot of run there. And he seems to be one of those guys who just has boundless energy. It's not uh, his yes. body doesn't seem to be slowing down. He's just getting smarter about what he's doing. And so, yeah, he's a, a very important piece for the Phoenix, no doubt. And um, it's the, I think, the key for curtailing his influence is just getting him out of the keyway. He's at a... He's a prefers to have a right-handed shot, even though he's a left-hander. He loves his right hand finishes close to the basket, and if he can get going inside the the key and, and draw fouls and shoot free throws and and get easy buckets, that's gonna. It's a lot of it's a lot of free passes for his his Phoenix team. But if the Sixers can keep those kind of guys out of the keyway, keep Williams off the boards, and they go a long way towards winning this game. Um, for our Phoenix fans, uh, they're missing a player tonight, Ben Air, who. Uh, didn't make the trip. He's got a slight injury, and all that's all we know is that he, he won't play tonight. Yeah, he's had a cracking season, his first season in Melbourne. He's, uh, you know, it was one of those great NBL stories where he's been a development player and then not, and in and out of the league. And he was a development player at the 36ers yes, a number of years yes. ago. So, you know, he's, uh, you know, busted his butt and finally got a, a situation where he's on a real contract and he's playing really well. He's shooting 75% from the three point line mm. and 80% or so thereabouts uh, from the field and 90% from the from the free throw line. So he's yes. absolutely on fire from the shooting perspective, but he's just a, such a live wire as well. So they miss that when uh, he doesn't come in. That might give Owen Foxwell, young Owen Foxwell, some time, and he's uh, pretty shifty defensively, but he's not the offensive force that Ben Eyre is. So I'm not sure they quite need any extra offensive options. They've got plenty. They had three guys averaging 17 points, and they bring Williams back as well. So Trey Kell is the 36ers leading scorer at 17. They've got three guys averaging that. So they've got yeah. plenty of points. Will Cummings uh, into the lineup this year, um, a new guard for them. He's been reasonably impressive. He played with Alan Williams in Russia. Right. So there's a connection there. But, uh, yeah, he's, he looks the goods. Well, it's interesting you mentioned their connection because that, that, that matters. Yeah. When you get uh, players who enjoy each other's company off the floor and they've, always, they've already had a chance to build some on-court chemistry, that, that folds over as well. Becomes is an uh, interesting player. He doesn't look... Well, if you see him walking down the street, he wouldn't look like a basketball. No, right? not at all. But he's just incredibly efficient. He's a uh, he's a high-level Euro player. He's played a number of years over there. He just yes. gets it done. And he's doing it at a very high clip again this year as well. So 
you know, very unassuming, doesn't hoot and holler like some people do, and just goes about his business. So, yeah, he's another guy who's averaging 17 points or thereabouts at a good clip. So, yeah, another offensive weapon. They've got a few out there, and when you put uh, Browns and Brown and Cummings together there, there's not much you need or want from the guard position. They've got most things covered. And then you add a versatile Mitch Creek in there. Uh, and then you've got, you know, Williams coming back. I mean, there's a lot of firepower. Yeah, it certainly is. Let's reflect on last week's win for the Adelaide 36s, the pink slam. They were pretty in pink. And one guy who uh, blossomed was Trenton Flowers. He, uh, <laughs> he just... He just blew this place apart last week, didn't he? He did. And what I love about Flowers' game, uh, and you compare it to you know, a, a very small sample size of his pro career, is that he was very patient. In the preseason, you know, they threw him in at the point guard. He wasn't quite there, but they've played him off the ball since the NBL season started, and he's progressively won the confidence of his teammates. And last, last week... Two points at halftime, but didn't play badly. Just didn't get the opportunities. And then things started to open up for him in the second half and finished with 23 points, including 5 of 5 from the three-point line, 8 of 10 from the field. Absolutely blistering form. And it was incredible to watch, wasn't it? It was. And it, it just, people, I mean, if you're watching, you go, how is he still open? But he kept getting open. Uh, guys like Trey Kell and McCarran uh, kept finding him. So, you know, it was just a, the momentum just... It, it soared, and I thought, he still can't keep making him. He can't keep... And he did. He just yes. kept making one after the other. So, you know, that was exciting for him. I think also exciting for the team, not because, um, you know, you, there's, a, there's a guy who, you know, scored lots of points. It's just that he did it in a patient way, which if he, if he locks into that again, then... You know, that's, a, that's another recipe for... Well, then it's just another really good piece. You yes. Know? Yeah. Um, uh, Trey Kell had a great game last week, and I guess he, sh he showed the class player that he can be. And, uh, you know, he was at the Phoenix uh, last year, if yes. I remember correctly. So, you know, like, he's, um, uh, he's the guy, I think, who is the, the one who can create his shot and has, probably has the license to go search for that shot. Everyone else, play your part. But he's the guy that's going to throw the ball into his hands and do that. And if it wasn't for his first half, I think he had 19 points at halftime last week. If it wasn't for his first half, Sixers might have been out of touch. It was a disastrous first half in terms of turnovers. But Trey Kell was the one shining light offensively for the team. Definitely. And kept him going. So, you know, he's a pro. He goes about his business. You watch his demeanor. Uh, similar to Cummins. Just does, does his job. You know, he's not getting too excited. He's not getting swept up in emotion. He just surveys the options and makes the right choices. So he's going to be important again as the, as the season goes on. He'll be definitely looking forward to matching up against his old team tonight. And we'll see what sort of scouting report they have against him. We, uh, at the start of the year, the 36 scribes across the whole country were saying that, you know, that haven't quite got a right, the 36ers, didn't know anything about Flowers. There was questions over Kel. What, you know, what, what would he bring? Uh, there's questions over Humphreys, whether he could stay fit. But all of a sudden, I know it's only one win, but all of a sudden there seems to be a little bit of balance there with Jason Kadee coming in as well. Um, things are looking a little bit brighter for the Adelaide 36ers. Well, it was still very guard heavy, and we yes. brought in another guard. So, yeah, I'm not sure, you know, just how many quality big guys are out there that are going to fit into the budget that the Sixers have left to spend or whether they're even going to try and get that extra import because they're still eligible for one. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of that will depend on, you know, how the next couple of games unfolds. 
you know, there's only so, so many losses you can suffer early in the season before you, you, your season becomes too hard to, to regather. So I would say that, uh, uh, is the balance right? No. Uh, people who are here settling into roles that enable the Sixers to perform better? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and, and you, you see that now, and, and CJ and coaching crew have, have settled a little bit more on rotations. They've shortened them a little bit. They're getting people uh, little bits and pieces, but, you know, I think there's still a guy short uh, on the defensive end, and, and, and if an injury-prone Humphreys does go down, we're in a world of hurt. So yes. maybe they're waiting to see if or when that happens. Uh, we hope, of course, it doesn't, but... You know, if that's the case, then uh, yeah, they'll be searching for a, a shot-blocking, rim-protecting presence really quickly. Someone like a Tyler Cook who's just hanging around, uh, <laughs> just being uh, just been released from South East Melbourne. He'd be, he'd be a nice fit. Um, I just want to let's get back just before the uh, the other the last break. Spoke about Williams v Humphreys. It's going to be great to watch. That is it? a cracker, yeah, and I think that would go a long way towards deciding the game. What you want as a coach is easy baskets and those easy baskets come in the form of offensive rebounds or controlling the defensive rebounds getting out and transition so you know if Humphreys can keep Williams off the board then all of a sudden Sixers ignite their fast break if Williams starts to get going he has you know 10 first quarter points that, just, that establishes a presence for the Phoenix I think a lot rides on those two guys and uh, look Humphreys has started fantastically well for the Sixers he's been he's probably been our most consistent player He's been fit. He looks good. He looks happy. Uh, you know, and there's a... Uh, I mean, he's still only 24 years old or something. Yes. So he's got a... Yes. I mean, you keep forgetting that. He's been around in the league for a while. So a lot to like. Still, you know, he's got lively legs. His timing's good. He's controlling the boards. At special times last week against the Hawks, they didn't want to come inside the keyway because he was waiting for them. And that sort of derailed their shooting percentage a little bit. So... He's so important for the Sixers, Isaac Humphreys, and if he can win that battle against um, against Williams, and I think he has to win it. I don't think we can break even there. I think he has to win it. Then uh, the Sixers are in the box seat. All right. Uh, not far away from tip-off here, just under nine minutes. And when we come back, we'll have a look at some other matchups. give you the starting fives, and this thing will get underway. It's the Adelaide 36ers taking on the Phoenix live from Adelaide. Welcome back to the Adelaide Entertainment Centre. Paul Bonzer, Rupert Sapwell with you. We're here for Panasonic Comfort Cloud. Set your air conditioning from your phone and for Weibu and Southern Mitsubishi driven by Australian Motors. We're about four minutes away from tip-off Sapper. Um, I just want to ask you, Gary Brown, he's, he's probably their, their number one point scorer. Who goes to Brown? Is it McCarran straight away and then maybe Sunday Dench comes off the bench to give a chopper? I, I think that's it. Well, he is the engine room there. And, yeah. and you know, you don't want to gas uh, DJ Vasiljevic out by having him chase Brown around early on. And, you know, it really falls to, um, you know, one of those guys. Sunday Dench is probably our most recognised defender, Mitch McCarran. Yep. Very much so. Jason Gaddy is going to have to do things with his brain. He's got a very big basketball brain, but he hasn't necessarily got the brawn to do that. Now, you know, Brown is, uh, you know, he's, he's cagey. He's got things going to the basket. He's got a three-point shot. He's got a lot of offensive weapons. And But, you know, is he the only one? No, because Cummins is averaging 17 as well, and Creek is averaging 17. So I feel like uh, there's a lot of offense at that backcourt for the Phoenix, and all the 36 guards are going to have to have their wits about them. And the thing that we've struggled with uh, defensively, the 36ers, is on-ball screen defense. It seems like there's always a gap 
there somewhere. And for the most part, when Isaac Humphries is on, they're in, a, they're in drops defensively, which means he's not at the level of the screen. He's waiting inside the key. But that then gives the guard a bit of a run-up at him. And, and uh, for good mid-range shooting guards, of which both Browns and Cummings are, uh, you know, you've got, you've got a bit of problem there. So uh, I'm a bit concerned about how we defend those on-ball screens and whether or not the Sixers can make the, uh, the necessary adjustments to do that. Now, at times, they've subbed in uh, Kyron Galloway to be a bit more mobile at the point of the ball. Uh, Jacob Wiley is certainly mobile enough to do it, but at critical times, uh, those big guys have been too far off the, the line of the screen and given up points. And I feel like with these two very experienced guards at the Phoenix that are throwing at the Sixers tonight, uh, there's going to be a lot of pain if you don't sort that out early. So who's going to Brown? It doesn't matter. Who's going to Cummins? It doesn't matter. They're both really good. Okay. All right. Let's uh, just less than two minutes to go before we tip off here. Um, who's winning, Sapper, and why? Well, uh, Hart says the Sixers, but I feel like this, they're still unsettled and too unsettled to beat a team who's been bringing back a much bigger piece. Uh, DJ Vasiljevic, if he goes for 18 to 21 today, we win. Uh, that'll mean that you know everything's rolling, but I feel like if, if uh, um, Williams goes for you know 18 and 12, then they've got all those extra garbage points that they weren't getting before, and they'll be too potent offensively for the Sixers. So uh, if I was putting money on it, I would say the Phoenix in a tight one. Hart says Sixers. Uh, Brain says Phoenix tonight. Wherever you're joining us, uh, hope you're going to enjoy tonight's game. It's a big clash. The Sixers taking on the Phoenix. DJ Vasilovic making his debut for the Sixers. And big source, Alan Williams, back for the Phoenix. Whether you're listening over... The Ditch in New Zealand. Great to have you with us. And uh, won't be long before we're getting underway. I can give you the starting fives if I, if I can see them in the dark. <laughs> so, for the Adelaide 36ers, it's Trey Kelp, Isaac Humphreys, Mitch McCarran, Jacob Wiley, and number 34, Dejan Vasilovic. Here we go. And for the Phoenix, it's uh, Will Cummings, Gary Brown, Alan Williams, Craig Moller, and Mitch Creek. So no real surprises there. No, um, little surprise. DJ's in the starting five, I guess. Well, uh, well, I mean, if you're going to bring someone like that into your team, you better use them. So, yep. no point, you know, no point sitting on him going, ah, oh, no, you, haven't, you don't know enough about our offense. Just get him in there, un unsettle it a bit, get him going a few times, get a couple of easy looks for him, and see where that goes. Interesting lead. Uh, Mitch Creek has been played as a three, a small forward with previous years, and he's, uh, many people would agree that he's done his best work as a power forward. So playing as a small forward here with Craig Moller and Williams in that starting lineup. So both new faces, Williams and DJ Vasiljevic, into the lineup. Both coaches not taking any chances, messing with fate there, get their best starting fives out on the floor. Phoenix players, well, Creek Williams and uh, Brown going along the school bench and giving high fives to the school bench just in case they, uh, they don't know who the points go to. They're going to pick one of those three. Is that the way it goes? That, you know what? I never thought of that when I was a player. <laughs> that might explain my anemic averages. <laughs> we are here for Panasonic Covered Cloud Set Your Air Conditioning by your phone. And Weibu and Southern Mitsubishi are driven by Australian Motors. Just about to get underway. Umpire Michael Allen 
will throw the ball up. He's got the slick back haircut these days, too. <laughs> Look at I that, like just it. shaved. Yep. The old number one might be less than a one. D oh. DJ Vasiljevic went over and gave him a hug and rubbed him on his head for good luck. So <laughs> there's uh, obviously a lot of respect there. Here we go. It's the Adelaide 36ers taking on the Phoenix. Humphreys gets the first tip, but the Phoenix end up with the ball. Gary Brown will walk it up court. McCarran goes straight to him. Creek drives on Humphreys. Big block from Humphreys. The foul called. And Mitch Creek will go to the line for two. Oh, I'd like to see a replay of that one. It looked very much like a block, uh, as in a shot block, but must have been a little bit of body there. Isaac Humphreys was there, ready to go. Creek got onto his right hand very quickly. I'm hoping Jacob Wiley knows the stat and knows the scout. Mitch Creek at the line for two. Makes the first. No replay forthcoming. No, we keep looking up at the screen. It's not there yet. It might, might be soon. And Creek makes the second. Because in the first minute, Phoenix 2, 6 is zip. Vasilovic gets his first touch. McCarran. Now Kel at the foul line. Foul's called on Muller, and he'll go to the line. So similar plays at either end, Sapper. Geez, you wouldn't want to be uh, a defender on the early stage of this one. Neither of them look real, real, yeah, real brutal. But uh, there we go. This calmed the incensed Adelaide 36ers crowd. Um, interesting that Moller is starting on Trey Kell. So, uh, I mean, by, by sheer height and weight, because Trey Kell is probably our three, three man. But... Um, yeah, Creek staying off that, giving him a little bit of a rest defensively. He's going to have his hands full with Wiley, no doubt. Trey Kell scores and straight down the other end, the long pass to Muller, who lays it off the glass. Yeah, bad Ooh. defensive transfer from the Sixers. Just a heads-up play from the Phoenix. Four plays, two. Still inside the first minute. Vasilovic thought about the three. He gave it to McCarran at the top. Now Humphreys. Going to take Alan Williams to the hole. Just slipped, lost his balance. Somehow got it back. Vasilovic, long range, three hits the back of the iron. Phoenix with the boards. Gary Brown drives in, faked the pass, and then gave it to Williams, who a little floater gets two. So they're off to a quick start. The Phoenix, six plays two. All close to the basket, two bombs. Free throws and a couple layups. McCarran got the pick from Wiley. Swung it to Kell. Now Vasilovic into the post. Wiley has got to go to work on Moller. Six on the shot clock. Little baby hook goes. Nice start from Jacob Wiley. He's going to pose a lot of matchup problems, Wiley. He's just very, very quick. That time he decided to uh, back him down, but really had a quick post move. Nice right-hand hook over the back, off the backboard. Sixers get the ball back. Wiley. Shut down by Creek. Kicks it out to DJ Vasilovic. Welcome to Adelaide, DJ. Sixes in front, seven to six. Well, dream start. Yeah, his first three-pointer we won't count because he had to hook that up at the end of a shot clock. But good look there. Don't know why he was so far open. Unselfish play. Found him open from the corner. Nothing but net. 
Gary Brown tries to answer at the other end, and you betcha that is nothing but net. Silences the crowd. Nine plays seven. Phoenix lead it. Just gone a couple of minutes in the first quarter. Alley-oop pass to Wiley. Wasn't quite there. He backs back. Hits the fall away. <laughs> Puts his hands in the air as, as if it's an easy game. Sapper. Well, he's done that twice. I think he's complaining for a foul. But, yeah. uh, yeah, I'm up there. Cummins, Ooh. nice drive. Unlucky not to get the foul. Then nearly stripped it back. McCarron's going to pull it up at the top. Vasilovic. Gets the pick from Humphreys. Drive his little floater. It's a little long. Creek with the board. Good aggressive start from Vasilievic, though. It's nice to be able to have that another aggressive scorer there. Nine apiece on the Burbank Homes personal service scoreboard. Brown, another little feed to Williams. Same play. This time, Williams can't finish. McCarran on the 45. To Wiley at the top. He's going to take on Cummings in a minutes match. Lovely pass underneath to Humphreys. And they called the foul early. I don't think the basket will count. He's an unlikely player to lead the team in assists, Wiley, but he is. Yes. And, uh, you know, that's, you know, he reads the game well. He gets in positions. He's very unselfish. He made a ripper of a left-handed pass despite being fouled there. And Humphreys found himself wide open underneath the basket. Unlucky not to be rewarded with that play, but Wiley making things happen early. Cack checks in for the Phoenix. Goes straight to Humphreys. Vasilovic can't hit his second three-pointer attempt. Humphreys in the post. Little give to McCarran was lovely. Underneath, lays it in for two. It's been a good start, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, look, Sixers have realised that you don't have to beat people off the dribble. You can actually just create a double team off a of post feed and force them close to the basket. Someone inevitably comes and doubles. Isaac Humphreys got rid of the double there and made an easy one. Gary Brown took a three-point shot. Didn't drop. Phoenix got the boards. Little feed to Mitch Creek. And goes over the top of Humphreys for two. Ties it up at 11 apiece on the Burbank Homes personal service scoreboard. 5.44 to go in the first quarter. Wiley brings the ball up court. Little handoff to Trey Kill. His first shot doesn't drop. Gak with a big board. And he stepped out of court. So sloppy turnover from the big man. Well, good pressure from Isaac Humphreys there on the boards too. So it was a little bit of a bump. Pushed Gak out of the court there. But it was the, it was the competing aspect of that rebound from Humphreys that forced that turnover. 5.34 to go on the tyre power clock. Get your free... Five-minute safety check. The inbound pass. Galloway's on court. He takes the three-pointer. And that uh, was well short. Just hit the front of the rim. Well, just subbed on five seconds before, so That's tough it. one to hit straight away. Kenyon in the corner for the Phoenix. He's on court, and he knocks his first shot down. If he can hit that shot consistently, uh, he is a very valuable player because he's an outstanding defender. And they're leaving him open. That's the scout. But he did well last week against the Jack Jumpers. Yep. A similar situation. Phoenix lead it 14 to 11. Wiley takes a 15-footer. That doesn't go. Cummings, the pass to Kenyon underneath. And that's over the top of the backboard. And Sixers ball from the baseline. Nice find from Cummings there. I didn't know where that pass was going. But hit Kenyon on the hands at full speed through a number of different 
defenders. Uh, just wasn't able to finish, Kenyon. Substitution for both teams. Ruben Tarangi getting his first minutes. Quality player to bring off the bench, Tarangi. Well, rejuvenated this year at the Phoenix. Had an outstanding world championship as well for New Zealand. Trey Kelt drives. Little give to Wiley. He was intercepted. And in the end, Creek and Gak fought over the ball. It landed in the lap of Wiley and he just kissed it off the glass. Well, he was halfway through it, waving his hands in the air to complain again. The ball bounced back to him. Cummings, nice drive, makes the bucket, draws the foul. Oh, look, those guards are problematic. Finding the way to get into the keyway at will. Forcing the big men of the Adelaide 36ers to defend. And now early foul trouble for several players. So the substitutions keep coming. Smith Milner on court for the Sixers. Fowers on Galloway. And Will Cummings is at the line for the bonus shot. Maybe get you to check some stats, uh, Sapper, for budget, car and truck rental when we make a difference. Early days in this one. Smith-Milner to Vasilovic. Galloway at the top. The little floater to the mismatch. Cummins v Smith-Milner. And it comes off hands. Will be a 36ers ball. Good shooting from both teams so far. Uh, both around the 50% mark. Southeast Melbourne at 6 of 10. 2 of 3 from the 3. Sixers, uncharacteristically, have already got up five three-pointers. That might be the DJ Vasiljevic influence, but uh, only one return so far. Stats for budget, car and truck rental, and we make a difference. Trey Kell, he looks at a triple as well. That's short. Galloway just tried to tap the rebound out, but it fell to Creek. Mitch Creek on the 45. Swings it back to Brown. He sold some candy to uh, Kadee. Got him going the wrong way, but couldn't finish. Vasilovic drives through, hard take to the bucket, and to put it back in, Galloway was there. 16-15, Phoenix lead it, 3.30 to go on the tyre power clock, get your five free five-minute safety check. There's a foul here, it's going to be on Smith-Milner. No, it won't, it'll be on Jason Kadeet. Slapped him as he went past. The applause you can hear is for Trenton Flowers. He yeah. sees these first minutes. Good ovation for him. Start off. Lots of subs early for the Sixers. Entire bench unit on now except for DJ Vasilievich. Creek with the ball. Hand off to Kenyon at the top. Now Gary Brown on the 45. Kadee guarding him. Little cut from Kenyon underneath. The bucket was very good and Vasilievich came in and hip and shouldered him. Through the foul, the baseline ball for Phoenix. We can see why they're low in assists, the Phoenix. There's a lot of ISO ball, but they are very shifty, those guards. And trying to keep them out of the keyway is going to be a full-time job for the Sixer defenders. 16-15, pass underneath. The foul is called again. I think this will be on Galloway. It is a hands foul that will see Williams go to the line for two shots. So 3.12 on left to go in the quarter on the tyre power clock. Get your free five-minute safety check. The big source at the foul line. Can't make the first. Crowd wanting an early cheeseburger reward. 
Alan Williams under pressure from this Adelaide crowd. Good crowd in again for a Thursday night. He makes it to the booze. <laughs> I love it. One of the great all-time sport promotions it is. Sixers just having a bit of trouble bringing the ball in and Smith Miller nearly turned it over. Gary Brown, excellent D from him. Got a hand in there, knocked it out. It'll be a Sixers ball from the baseline again. Attempt number two. This time's a lot easier, Kadeet. Bit of extended pressure from the Phoenix. They move the ball from one side to the other of the Sixers, and Kadee has it now in the front court. DJ Vasilovic, long triple from him. Puts the Sixers in front, 18-17. It just changes the whole complexion of the 36ers offense right now. No one else on the team looks at that shot. He was eight feet out from the three-point line. Didn't even think twice. Yep. Tarangi, the quick answer. It's a little bit long. Flowers got up high. Athletic board from the next star. Quickly down court. Decides to give it up to Smith Milner. Now Vasilovic. Closely guarded by Brown. The pick came from Humphreys. He's at the foul line. Has the ball now. Trying to spin on Creek. The little give to Smith Milner and the foul. The ball movement from the Adelaide 36ers is as good as it's looked all year. It was good, Bonds, but at no stage did I feel like they knew what that was. There wasn't much of a plan there. We had disorganisation on this side, too many people, and then we ran away from that. And DJ got triple teamed after uh, a red-hot start to the game. Somehow squirted loose to Humphreys, who bubbled it to Smith-Milner, and nothing, nothing but what we wanted. Inspirational moment for Burbank Haynes, inspiring designer, personal service, organised chaos from the Adelaide 36ers. Gives them a four-point lead, 21-17. Brown attacks the hole. Oh, Beautiful wow. work. Unbelievable finish. That's a great bucket. Bucket of the game so far. Vasilovic got to the foul line, kicked it to Smith-Milner, thought about the three. Vasilovic, he took the three. And that was a little short. The big source of the rebounds. Gary Brown showing his moves again. Floats inside the key and gets the shooter's roll. Ties it up at 21 apiece. He is feasting tonight. He's so shifty. He's a good player. And almost lost the ball, Kadee, and he did in the end. Brown back down the other end quickly and lays it in for two more. He's flying at the moment, Gary Brown. A lot of finishes close to the basket. A lot of finishes. He gets subbed out. He's gassed. He often calls for a sub. Not sure uh, if okay. I would ever do that. But uh, yeah, then Cummins comes in. And uh, Cummings is just as potent offensively. So a lot of stuff there. Speaking of potent offensively. Vasilovic goes to the hole. He's fouled. Two points count. Gary Brown up to nine points. For uh, stats for budget, car and truck rental, and we make a difference. And Vasilovic has eight, and he has one from the foul line to make it nine for him. Been great to watch first quarter. It has, most definitely has. Up and down, excellent finishes, high quality game so far. Makes it, and. 
Gives the Sixers a one-point lead, 24-23. Minute to go in the first quarter. Reese Vague hits his first shot. He's a professional pick-and-pop shooter, Reese Vague. He is absolute bucket from that position at the top of the key. Sixers need to do a better job of defending that. Vasilovic drives on Brown, lays it off the glass. What about the first quarter for the 36ers for their new man? Has 11 points in the first quarter. Step back three for Cummings. That doesn't go. Flowers the board. He's racing to the other end. I love the fact that CJ's left DJ in. Uh, and that, you know, able to play through a few uh, misses early on. Get his eye in. What I love about what he's done now, of course, is that uh, he's getting to the basket. I think he had about a 30-second break. That's it. And there's a foul here off the ball. I think it's going on Tarangi. <laughs> 26 apiece. 34 seconds to go in the first term. You got some stats for budget car and truck rental. Get on the road faster and uh, yeah. we make a difference. Supper? Oh, look, yeah, look, Adelaide, courtesy of some layups from DJ, have gotten up to 53%, 10 of 19 from the field. Uh, and the Phoenix still blistering at nearly 60%, 10 of 17. Getting up a lot of threes too, the Sixers, uncharacteristically. Normally they shoot about 18 to 20. They're already at eight three-point attempts. Only made two of those. Phoenix are a lot more... Uh, judicious from the three-point line. Three of seven. Both teams getting to the foul line a bit as well as Flowers makes both his free throws. Good start for both teams. Yeah, High-quality finish. Absolutely. High-quality game in Adelaide. 28-26. Sixers lead it. 30 seconds left to go in the first quarter. The tie power clock. Cummings takes it to the hole. Nice over-the-back tip-in from Williams. 28 apiece. That's a, that's a big body at those rebounds. He's just, uh, that's what he gets paid lots of money to do around the world. Vasilovic, a long way out on the Brett Maas signature. Just a tad long. Williams takes a shot from half court to finish the quarter. It doesn't go. 28 apiece here in Adelaide. We've got a cracker for you here on a Thursday night. Come back for the second quarter action straight after this. This is 36ers Live with Paul Bonza and Rupert Sapwell. Thanks to Panasonic Air Conditioning and driven by Australian Motors Mitsubishi. Quarter time in Adelaide. It's 28 apiece between the Sixers and the Phoenix. We're here for Panasonic Comfort Cloud. Set your air conditioning from your phone and Waibu and Southern Mitsubishi driven by Australian Motors. Sapper, let's get some stats for budget car and truck rental and we make a difference, please. Very high quality start to the game, Bonds. Both teams shooting over 50%. Adelaide 10 of 20 at 50%. And 11 of 20 for South East Melbourne, 55%. Sixers uh, getting to the line. They've done so on one of the best teams in the league at getting to the line. There's six of six from the line. Phoenix three of five. And Sixers, uh, uh, I've talked about pre-game, really needing to win those rebounds to... Uh, try and control the tempo of this game. They're up 10-9 to that. C.J. Bruton would be very happy with the way his team has started. The impact of D.J. Vasiljevic has been marked, absolutely. Uh, getting up plenty of shots for sure, but 11 first quarter points. And uh, really had an impact for his team. Uh, Brown 
for Phoenix has been on fire as well. Really dynamic, a uh, number of different ways to score there. Layups, three-point shots, he's got the whole bag. Yeah, he's a, he's a quality import. This is Gary Brown. I was looking forward to seeing him play tonight. And uh, giving the starting fives for Adelaide first. Detch, McCarran, Kel, Wiley and Humphreys. DJ's going to have a break. And for the Phoenix, it's Brown, Creek, Williams, Muller and Cummings. Detch is the one who seems to have sacrificed his court time at the moment for DJ. So... He's on now, it'll be fresh. Uh, he's going to be out there for ab absolute defense on Gary Brown. If he can curtail that scorer's influence there, he would have been magnificent for his team. Kel fake the three, fed Humphreys in the post. And he rewarded him by finishing off with a two points. 30 plays, 28. Start the second term. Gary Brown off to the races. Too easy, laid it in. Just blew past Sunday Ditch. Uh, he's got a good turn of speed, Brown. 30 apiece. Detch on the 45. Gets a pick from Humphreys. Gets it to him now. He's going to work on Williams in the post. Little hand slap from Brown. And the feed out to Detch. His three-pointer was a little long, but Wiley got the O-board. Wiley working on Muller. That's too quick for Muller, but can't finish. Muller with the board. Good presence on the O boards from both Wiley and Humphreys there. Cummings feeds Williams in the post and the foul called and the bucket made. So Alan Williams will go to the line for the bonus. That'll be the second foul on Isaac Humphreys. Good place now, foul called Isaac Humphreys. Yeah, moving forward, arms down. Looked like he was straight up second in live play, but the replay showed otherwise. Williams with a tough finish. Two fouls for Humphreys, too, means he'll probably have to sit him for the rest of the quarter. And he will check out of the game. Smith Milner will check in. He's shaking his head as he comes to the bench, Big Isaac. Eight, 8.57 to go on the tyre power clock. Get your free five-minute safety check. Alan Williams makes the bonus. 33 plays 30. Phoenix lead it. McCarran. Brings the ball up court. Goes to Kell. On the Hungry Jacks logo. Good D from Williams. Now the feed to McCarran. On the elbow. The fade away. Doesn't go. Williams just put it out in front of Gary Brown. But the big body of Smith Milner was in his way. Did well there, Smith Milner. He did. He moved really fast for a, uh, what it mustn't be must change from 125 kgs. There's a huge human, Toy Smith Milner. But he got out there and there was a it looked like an open break for Brown, but Smith Milner beat him to the spot and then drew the frowl on Brown. Excellent defensive play. He's listed as 112 kgs. I think that's a couple of years old. <laughs> Sunday Detch to McCarran Wiley. Kell. Took the long three. Doesn't go. Williams with the board. Now they pass to Brown. At the top of the key to Williams. Feed coming on a nice little cut. And Will Cummings makes the bucket tough. It was too. Five-point lead to the Phoenix. Smith Milner to Detch. Wiley, little handoff to McCarran. Now Smith Milner looks at a triple. That's long. Wiley slaps it out for Detch. 
Defensive rebound for the Sixers. McCarron, front and centre, knocks down the three. I don't think I can remember the Sixers taking more three-point shots. Seems like that's what the Phoenix are prepared to give up. 33 plays 35. Williams got his own board, got the foul on Sunday, Detch, and he'll go to the line for the bonus. 37-33, inspirational moment for Burbank Homes, inspiring his line of personal service. Big source, Williams, and we've got a timeout. Well, I mean, you know, it's those type of players are just so valuable. We talked about it pregame, but he just, you know, that's an offensive rebound or a hard roll and a big close to the basket. The first shot got just, you know, got blocked or semi-blocked and he picked up his own rebound. He's just there on every play. And you, you know, you'd be hard-pressed to find a shot that goes up in the southeast Melbourne Phoenix that Alan Williams doesn't chase. So he's just hardwired to, to do those hard work things. Really valuable to his team and he's having an impact here tonight. Burbank Hines personal service scoreboard. The Phoenix 37, Adelaide 33. And on the tyre power clock, get your free five-minute safety check. 7.27 to go in the second term. As the fruit chocks have been handed out around the... But we, don't, we never get any. We've got to work this out. We've got to get in someone's ear that we need some fruit chocks. No, we don't need fruit chocks. You're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of fruit chocks, but not the, not the actuality need of my fruit chocks. probably... <laughs> want. Want, not need. They are. There's something about there's something about chocolate and citrus that uh, no, there's something primal for me too. But anyway, <laughs> uh, fantastic. We are here for Panasonic Comfort Cloud. Set your air conditioning from your phone. And Waybu and Southern Mitsubishi driven by Australian Motors. Bonds and Sapper with you. Alan Williams will go to the line. He has one shot. Get this out to a five-point game. Very entertaining basketball here early in Adelaide on a Thursday night. Oh, lovely roll. <laughs> Clunked it into the gap yeah. between the glass and the and the uh, rim. Stopped dead like a beanbag. And it went did. In. Bit of cornhole action from Williams. McCarran thought about the triple, then goes to Trey Kell, who drives on Muller. The little floater is nice. Timely basket from Kell. He's been uh, popping up at those opportune moments for most of the season for his team, and I needed one there. It's just starting to get a little bit out. 38-35, a nice feed into Williams. Good D from Smith Milner. Forced him away from the shop, and McCarran threw it away. He's looking for Detch. Detch stopped, and the ball was just out in front of him, came off his hands. It'll be a Phoenix ball from the baseline. McCarran was looking for Sunday Detch to keep running to the yep. basket, and Sunday stopped at the three-point line. So miscommunication there, turnover results. 38 plays 35, Burbank Homes personal service scoreboard. Creek at the top of the key. Goes to Will Cummings. Now the foul line, Williams in the corner. Moller for three. That's too long. Wiley, the board. Straight back to McCarran. Sixes are running. Smith Milner. Little handoff to Detch. Goes to Wiley at the foul line. All the way. Floats in. Finger roll. 37 38. That was good, Sapper. Yeah, great ball movement from the Sixers there. Fake handoff. Got the open layup from Wiley. But it happened off of extra passes, no dribbles. And uh, Wiley had the ball at the free throw line. McCarran was coming off for a handoff, fake handoff. Uh, Mitch Creek bought it. 
while he wheeled off that, got an easy bucket. DJ Vasilovic checks back in for Sunday Detch. The foul was on Mitch McCarran. You've seen that play a lot, just that cut from the foul line from Mallon Williams. And they find him and he goes to work. Well, he, he sets such a good screen. He, yep. He's not rolling out of screens before the thing's set. He just gets, he gets paid to smash people. And he's doing that. He's such a, a, a big force and it creates a separation. Coaches love that separation because it forces defences into rotation. Alan Williams misses both foul shots. And it's cheeseburgers for South Australia. Fruit chocks and cheeseburgers. What's happening to me? <laughs> I don't mind if I do, Bonds. Uh, 6-10 to go in the quarter. Socks is the code word if you're listening in Adelaide. And then get yourself a cheeseburger. Trey Kell looks at a three. That was uh, not his best effort. Only just hit the rim. Kenyon the board. Got it to Brown. Brings the ball up court. Gary Brown got to the foul line. Step back. Short. Williams. Great board. In fact, it's Gack. And there's a foul on the rebound. I think this is against Vasilovic on Kenyon. It is. Well, it's a real physical contest out there underneath the rim. Even the fact, despite the fact that Williams is off the court, you're getting Gorjak Gak all over the boards. You've got Matt Kenyon all over the boards there as well. Everyone's putting a, a lot of pressure on the Sixers to rebound. Baseline for the Phoenix. Kenyon on the 45, back to Brown. And a clumsy foul from McCarran. Change of speed, turns so nimble. So quick, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Well, that's just almost impossible to guard. He came rifling off a, a down screen, turning one way, and then immediately, as they say, turned on a dime. Coming back the other way, there's no chance McCarran had of stopping that. Second foul on McCarran. He'll check out for Kadeet. Gary Brown is at the line. A lot of court time pressure in the Sixers' backcourt right now. Now with the uh, introduction of Vasiljevic, who's going to he's going to get minutes. Sunday, Ditch, Mitch McCarron, Jason Gaddy all have to play less. Trey Kell's probably not going to play less either. So, yeah, a lot of uh, you know, it's less less willingness to sit through mistakes now from the Sixers coaching staff. Two point game, Phoenix lead, 39-37. Burbank Homes personal service scoreboard. You got some stats for budget. Car and truck rental, and we make a difference. Sapper will come to you shortly. Vasilovic, bit of extended pressure from the Phoenix. Now Kadee, Vasilovic at the top, guarded by Kenyon. Got the pick from Galloway, lost the handle. He fights hard on the bottom of the court. Kenyon just threw it out to Kadee. Vasilovic, fake the triple. Up down the second one. Kenyon trick. Kenyon had to jump at that first one, got him out of the way, really poised Vasiljevic. And then, you know, everyone stands up or sits on the end of their seat now when they know that DJ's only been a sixer for 12 minutes of court time and they already know he's an absolute burner from outside. We can get it going on both angles. Sixers lead at 40-39. Creek takes Wiley to the hole. And... Two points count. Well, there's whistles going everywhere there, but all for nothing. And they're just stopping the court. Uh, the Tower boys go to work. 
We've got uh, Adelaide cooled off a little bit this quarter from the field bonds, uh, 14 to 30. Still around the 50% mark, as are South East Melbourne, 52%. So both teams cooled off somewhat. Rebounds are starting to become more of, a, more of a thing, and Phoenix have had the edge in this quarter, particularly on the offensive end. Kadee, another turnover for him. Creek kicks it out to Brown. His long-range three doesn't go. Board from Kenyon. Thought about the triple, then went to Gary Brown. Goes to Creek. Guarded by Kadee. Spin move from Creek. That won't go either. They get it back to Phoenix. Creek takes a 10-footer. That doesn't drop. Everyone missing at the moment. Galloway the board. Jason Kadee brings it up. 41 plays 40. One-point lead to the Phoenix. 4.20 to go on the tyre power clock. Get your free five-minute safety check. Vasilovic at the top. There's been a tangle of players. And the foul is going to be called on Galloway. Fans don't like it. They've just been red hot on those things now. Those offensive fouls, those handoffs where you bump the, the defensive player. They just can't get away with that stuff anymore. Any sideways movement, any hip thrusts, any hip wiggles. Uh, yeah, all sorts of trouble. Not a lot in that. Speaking of all sorts of trouble, sixes, all sorts of trouble on the defensive glass at the moment. We've got uh, Alex Starling and Torrey Smith-Milner back in to try and shore that up. Starling, the local hero, in for his first minutes. Cummings, outside the arc, wants to drive on Kadee, does. Might have got a little shove. Kadee got away with it. The boards are the sixes. Vasilovic drives strong down the other end. And just didn't get the roll. Good D from Vague, just got a hand up to stop the shot. Still a one-point game. Cummings swings it to Vague. He hits the three. Same spot, same players. the first quarter. That's a known quantity there. Defensive breakdown from the Sixers on the on-ball screen. Kadee just lost the handle again. Three turnovers for Jason Kadee. Will Cummins, the foul line, floats through the key. There'll be a foul here on Gack or Smith-Milner, one of the two. Foul is on Trey Kell. Foul's been called. Oh, no, it's Starling. Let's have a look here on the replay, Sapper. Talk us through it. Uh, hand in the back. Not going to overturn that. Yeah, not a lot in it. I wouldn't review that if I was Coach CJ Bruton. So it's hard to, it's hard, to prove, not hard to disprove that that was not a push in the back. Well, they're going to lose this, this uh, challenge. So it's a timeout. And... Uh, Let's have a look at some stats while we've got a timeout. Sapper for budget, car and truck, rental, and we make a difference. Anything uh, grabbing your attention? Well, yeah, the rebounds are starting to fall in the favour of the Phoenix at the moment. They're all over that offensive glass. And without Isaac Humphreys out there, six has become pretty small and not real, really physically imposing. So Matt Kenyon all over it, Alan Williams all over it. Uh, and the number of second shots for the Phoenix have led to this six-point lead. And, you know, what you'll see is this, you know, this challenge will be overturned as well. So a chance to go eight or so up. And that's been the difference at the moment is the, is the rebounding. Sixers, too, I feel like have traded uh, away and happy to go with too many outside shots. 
not putting enough pressure on the uh, on the on the boards and uh, not getting to the foul line, which has been their saving grace in a number of games. So a lot of work to do to, to rectify this little run for the Sixers. Phoenix has done a great job playing bully ball, making it a physical contest, getting close to the basket, extra shots. And, of course, out in transition, they're very dynamic with the likes of Cummings and Brown. So, uh, yeah, momentum with the Phoenix most definitely in this second quarter. 46 plays 40. The Phoenix leader by 6, 3-17 to go in the half, thanks to Ty Power. And Will Cummings will go to the line for two shots. So the coach's challenge was not successful. And one for Brown. Cummings. Seven point game now. Phoenix lead it. Extended pressure. Kadee and Starling. Share the ball up court. Sixes need a bucket. Vasilovic. There's going to be a foul here. Maybe another foul off the ball. On Ruben Tarangi. That's his second foul. Crowd want the rest to put the whistles away. Vasilovic dribbling around the arc. Back to Smith-Milner at the top. What's the take? Reeks vague to the hole and draws the foul. He'll go to the line for a couple. Well, right from the very start of this game, the, ref uh, the referees have called this game tight. And one of the many nuances of the game of basketball is trying to figure out as soon as you can how the referees are calling things and, and take advantage accordingly. They haven't stopped calling those fouls on those drives, but in this quarter, the Sixers haven't driven, and so therefore haven't forced the referees to call that foul or forced the Phoenix defense to defend them. Uh, last couple of plays down the floor, same fouls are being called, just that the players hadn't uh, adapted quick enough. Smith Milner misses both, so still a seven-point game. Cummings. Moves the ball up court, guarded by Flowers. It's a vague. Back to Cummings. He's going to drive on Flowers. And two more for the Phoenix. Out to nine now. And this Adelaide crowd's gone quiet. State of shock at the moment. 2.30 to go before the half. Time power clock. Vasilovic handoff to Starling. Sixers swinging around to Kadee. Now back into Starling. His fadeaway. That doesn't drop either. In a bit of a hole at the moment, the Sixers. Cummings. To Vegas. Hit two from there. Now goes the extra pass to Tarangi in the corner. Smith Milner the board. Kadee got it to Starling at the foul line. DJ Vasilovic fake the shot. Step back again. Can't make it. And there might be a foul on the rebound. Gak fouled Starling. And the Sixers will get the ball back. Starling's been active around the offensive glass since he's come in. I mean, that's what he's known for at State League level, no question. And very quick hands as well. But he's creating some problems there just with his activity. Williams will check back in for Gak. Baseline ball, Kadee. Vasilovic. Swings it back to Kadee. Six on the shot clock. Jason Kadee takes the three. It is no good. 
Starling doing some hard work off the ball. Nearly got the strip. Ends up with coming. Vague from the op opposite side of the court. They hit the other two. And Tarangi got up, put it back in. Another O board and another bucket. Poor defensive trans there from the Sixers. Starling's, Starling had two offensive rebounders to deal with. Went to Williams. Tarangi was the other one unguarded. 11-point game. 40 plays 51. Vasilovic thought about the three. Kenyon shut him down. Now the fadeaway. Tough shot. Will Cummings the board. Quickly down the other end. Drives through the key. Makes the bucket. Draws the foul. He'll go to the line for the bonus. Foul is on DJ Vasilovic. That's his third. As Wiley and Trey Kelt check in. So now a 13-point lead, Sapper. Didn't see this coming. Well, pun intended. There's a uh, there's an effort thing that the Sixers are losing at the moment. They just haven't got the the size and strength to deal with what the Phoenix defense and offensive rebounding is throwing at them. Substitution for the Phoenix back in the game. 54 plays 40. The Burbank Tones personal service scoreboard. We're here for Panasonic Comfort Cloud. Set your air conditioning from your phone. And for Waverwood and Southern Mitsubishi, driven by Australian Motors. Minute before the half, I don't think the Sixers have scored in the last six minutes. Just 12 points for the quarter. Can Trey Kell change that? Gives it to Kadee. Back out to Kell. He looks at a three. Look good out the hand. That rims in and out. And Kadee put it back in, but it's been waved away by the ref. Good competition on the boards from Toy Smith-Milner. Drew the foul on Williams, I believe. Craig Muller. No, Muller. What I like about the Phoenix defense at the moment is that there's no open shots. They were in that first quarter. They weren't able to do that, but they're rotating now and forcing uh, shooters, Trey Kell, Dijan Vasiljevic, to take extra bounces to get their shots. And then they're getting second lines of rotation. Smith-Milner finding it hard to dial in from the free-throw line. Missed his last two shots, and that one was only just hit the rim at the front. Fourth time's a charm. No, back of the iron, overcorrected. Can't make a foul shot. Sixers are stuck on 40. Phoenix out to 54. Brown drives on Sunday Detch. Kicked around to Moller in the corner. Thought about the three, then drives through the key. Draws the foul on Sunday Detch. He'll go to the line for two. Clinical from the Phoenix. Getting, drawing that double team off the on-ball screen, whipping it around, getting open shots. Moller could have shot that shot from the deep corner. He was wide open, but elected to drive in off a smaller Sunday Detch. Sunday reached in, fouled. A couple of easy ones coming for Moller. Normally a reasonably reliable foul shooter is Craig Moller. Makes a liar out of me. That was ugly. DJ Vasilovic still leads all, all scorers with 14. Gary Brown with 12. Another row board, and the Phoenix will get another shot. Well played by Vague. Gary Brown, step back triple. He liked it. 
was a little long. Wiley with the board. 15 seconds in the half. Kill, ball in his hands. Goes into the post. Wiley working on Moller. The little roll with the left, with the right hand off the glass. Makes it finally for the 36ers. So they get a bucket just before half time, but they trail by 12 points. Melbourne, Phoenix, Southeast Melbourne Phoenix 54, the Adelaide 36ers 42. Back at the Adelaide Entertainment Centre straight after this. To the Adelaide Entertainment Centre, it is half time. The Southeast Melbourne Phoenix lead at 54 42. And a big second quarter. We are here for Panasonic Comfort Cloud Sea Area. Air conditioning from your phone from Waverloo and Southern Mitsubishi, driven by Australian Motors. Sapper, let's look at some stats at halftime, please. Well, the thing that I think uh, changed the momentum for the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix was their offensive rebounding. Two offensive rebounds at the first quarter, eight offensive rebounds, eight extra shots yeah. for the Phoenix in that game, in that quarter there, and that was probably uh, the most telling result. Both teams cooled off from the field. Sixers shooting at 42% after being up around the 50% for most of that in the first half. Phoenix at 47%, so still somewhat effective. The thing that uh, the Phoenix forced the 36ers to do was take a lot of outside shots. Four of 18 from the three-point line. Sixers are already the worst three-point shooting team in the competition. Uh, Trey Kell, 0 of 5 at the moment. DJ Vasiljevic came in shooting four of uh, three of seven, so he's looked after his end of the bargain, but elsewhere, it's uh, that seems to be the last resort and the only resort for the Sixers' offense in that second quarter. Too many three-point shots, not enough pressure at the basket. Uh, also, Alan Williams, his first game back, seven boards at half time to go with his 11 points. And uh, Will Cummings did a great job uh, with 12 points at a very high five of nine from the field, doing an excellent job there. Uh, and uh, I really like Matt Kenyon's deal as well. So DJ Vasiljevic got going in that first quarter. Kenyon subbed onto him, uh, playing a majority of minutes against him in the second quarter. He's also got six rebounds to go with his excellent defensive job, as well as a, a made three. So he's had an impact for his team. And when uh, Isaac Humphreys got in foul trouble, that really spelled the uh, trouble for the de for the defensive rebounding yeah. equation for the Sixers. So they're going to want him to be uh, back in as much as he can, but he's got... Uh, well, a couple of fouls early, and they didn't want to risk his third foul early in that game. So Sixers losing the defensive rebounding count, the rebounding count overall, 21 to 27 when it was even at quarter time. So second quarter, Phoenix really moved uh, on the boards in that one. A uh, couple of other interesting performances as well. So we look at DJ Vasiljevic's stats. He's 5 of 14, getting up plenty of shots. That's normally a return for a full game, but uh, 14 shots. But he's got three fouls. Uh, for his 14 points. He is, as you mentioned, Bonds, the game-high scorer. Yep. Jacob Wiley also having an impact at 5 of 7. Really efficient four boards for his 10 points. They're the only two double-figure scorers for the Sixers. And Will Cummings, as I mentioned, has 12 points. He's a plus 15 for his team. Uh, so doing well when he's on. Gary Brown, 12 points in a number of different ways. 5 of 11 from the field. Uh, only one of five from the three-point line, but seems to be able to have his way in transition. All right, that's the halftime show for Panasonic Comfort Cloud. Set your air conditioning from your phone, Wable and Southern Mitsubishi, driven by Australian Motors. Back for the second half, straight after this. Now Vasilovic into the post, Wiley. He's going to go to work on Moller, six on the shot clock. Little baby hook goes. Nice start from Jacob Wiley. Let's get the ball back, Wiley. 
Shut down by Creek. Kicks it out to DJ Vasilovic. Welcome to Adelaide, DJ. Gary Brown tries to answer at the other end, and you betcha that is nothing but net. Silences the crowd. Kadi has it now in the front court. DJ Vasilovic, long dribble from him. Offensive rebound for the Sixers. McCarran, front and centre, knocks down the three. I don't think I can remember the Sixers taking four three-point shots. Welcome back to the Adelaide Entertainment Centre. Second half just about to get underway. 12-point lead of the South East Melbourne Phoenix. 54-42. We are here for Panasonic Cover Cloud. Set your air conditioning from your phone. And Wavell and Southern Mitsubishi, driven by Australian Motors. Paul Bonds of Rupert Sapper with you. Sapper at the Adelaide 36ers, if they're going to get back into this game, how do they do it? Oh, sure up the defensive boards first and foremost. Yeah. The uh, Phoenix were all over that defensive glass, uh, their offensive glass, extra shots. They've only turned the ball over two times as well, so neither of these teams are good at forcing the opposition into turnovers. They've got to create something uh, because at the moment they can't run because they're giving up so many offensive rebounds and they're not generating any points off transition because they're not stealing the ball. So they've got to find offense from somewhere other than their half court because Right now, the only thing that looks good in the half court is Jacob Wiley from the post. Maybe they should go back into there a little bit more. And DJ Vasiljevic on an open catch and shoot three, but that's not happening much anymore. We're underway. Phoenix possession. Cummings on the 45. Goes into the post. Creek works on Vasiljevic. Just walked past him and laid it in for two. We don't want to switch those ones. DJ is a strong man, but he's uh, going to have his hands full with Mitch Creek in the post. Wiley, McCarran, the 45, drives to the foul line. Tried a little bounce pass to Wiley, but he can't catch it with his knee. And it went out of court. Turnover early for the Sixers. 42 plays 56 on the Burbank Homes personal service scoreboard. Sixers haven't been bad in that respect with the turnovers. Only there's six for the game. I think he's got three of those. Yep. Cummings. Outside the arc. Goes to Williams on the foul line. Tries to feed Mitch Creek. Works on McCarran. Draws the foul. He'll go to the line for two. McCarran's third foul early. He spent a lot of the time on the bench in that second quarter with foul trouble. Too early to pull his pin now. He's really got to leave him out there until he gets his fourth. And if the Sixers persist in switching de uh, defence, then they're going to have their hands full in the post. It's going to be real hard to play competitive defence in foul trouble against Mitch Creek in that post. The blonde head of Mitch Creek puts the first one in. Pretty sure that's not his natural colour. Nope. <laughs> A little bit short on his second shot. Trey Kell with the board. 57-42. Phoenix lead it. Wiley. Kicks it back to McCarran, then to Kell. Kell drives on Muller off the glass. Makes the bucket and draws the foul. Will go to the line for the bonus. Well, the refs are still calling that soft shooting foul. So it's not like they're being inconsistent there. Sixers would do well to put their head down and try and get to the basket more often. Good ball movement generated that, though. The ball moved through hands quite quickly.
Kel's able to get an angle on that uh, down that seam after a, a fake up screen from Humphreys. That team shooting horrible from the line, and Kel continues that form. Missed the bonus shot, 44 to 57. Brown got it to Muller. Mismatch again on Vasilovic, and he kisses it off the glass for two. That switching isn't working. Really got a hard show or do something like that. They're in all sorts of trouble with that on-ball screen stuff. Humphreys at the elbow. A little handoff to Kell. He drives on Muller. There's a hands foul. And Trey Kell will go to the line for two. Yeah, down this defensive end, the Sixers are switching and Phoenix are doing a really good job staying patient, allowing the ball to go back into the post and feasting on the Sixer guards. Big guys are making their baskets. Trey Kell down this end, uh, starting to come alive offensively. A foul shot is made. Unusual, not bad. From Trey Kell. I think uh, from the foul line, Phoenix are at 52%. Adelaide at 54%. That might have crept up a percentage there. Not a, not a shooting clinic from the free throw line, that's no. for sure. 46 plays, 59. 13-point lead to the Phoenix. Make that 15. And a lovely little floater from Cummings. They're into the 60s, the Phoenix. They'll take some stopping from here. 61-46. McCarran at the top. Swings it to Wiley. Wants to take on Creek. Good D from Mitch Creek. Has to kick it out to McCarran. Three on the shot clock. The skipper. It's a very much needed three-pointer. 49-61. Didn't panic with the ball there. Shot clock winding down. Will Cummings went for another floater and he was fouled. By Isaac Humphreys who just looks at the coach and goes... I don't know what I did wrong there. But you're right, Sapper, they've been consistent all night. They've been calling a lot yep. of fouls on drives. Yep. Hasn't been a, a spectator spectacle, that's for sure. Will Cummings is at the line for two shots. 7.31 left in the quarter. Thanks to tyre power. Get your free five-minute safety check. Thanks to Alan Williams in the first half. No one really cares if they make or miss their, all their free throws now. No. Already got free cheeseburgers. Code with his socks if you missed it. Humphreys. It's the ball at the top. Went to Wiley. McCarran. Drives to the foul line. Fade away hook shot. That's a tough shot against Creek. Can't finish. Gary Brown. Shut down by Vasilovic. Good D from him. Has to kick it out to Creek at the top. A little handoff to Will Cummings. Got the pick from Creek. Now the mismatch. The fall away from Mitch Creek is very, very pretty. It's been patient enough for the Phoenix to exploit that mismatch. They're not using the mismatch with the guard being guarded by the bigs. They're going down into the post and getting easy shots inside the key. Trey Kell drives to the hole, is fouled by Alan Williams, and he will go to the line. <laughs> Alan Williams wants to look at the replay, then decide whether he's going <laughs> to tell his coach to challenge. 
You know or you don't, don't you? If, 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 he, if he has to look at the rebound to see what it looks like, he, he knows what it felt like. It's like a batter. You know when you nicked it. Yeah, that's right. Kel's doing a good job keeping the Sixers somewhat in touch. It's moved out to a 16-point lead, but Kel is uh, being aggressive, getting to the free-throw line. So Will Cummings up to 16 points now, thanks to budget car and truck rental. We make a difference. 6.44 to go on the tyre power clock. Get your free five-minute safety check. Trey Kill makes the first. Cummings very efficient, very quiet, going about his business. they got two very good guards and the Phoenix. It's been impressive. 51-65, Phoenix lead it on the Burbank Homes personal service scoreboard. Creek at the elbow. Kicks it out to Gary Brown. Now wants to get it back to Creek. It's going to go to work on Kel. Found Gak, the foul line. Moller faked the three, then went the second time. Big board from Flowers. Flowers thought about the shot, got it to Vasilovic. His shot is short. Wiley, a big O board. Back to Flowers from McCarran. Now underneath McCarran. He's going to roll and lay it in for two. Second shot. Nice extra pass from Flowers on that one, too. He could have taken that shot. Two Phoenix guys jumped at him. Gary Brown drove to the hole and shut down by Wiley. Oh, nice little give from Mitch Creek to Gak, who stuffed it home. 67-53. He's moving at a fast pace at the moment. Flowers thought about the three and decided to give it back to his skipper. McCarran back to Flowers. This time he takes the three. It's short. Gak with the board. Crowd just tried to wheel that one in. Phoenix getting wherever they want at the moment against the Sixer defense. A lot of interior catches. 14-point lead. As Cummings just floats to the hole again. Somehow the ball didn't go in. McCarran swings it to Wiley. Kicks it to the corner. Flowers who travelled. That's the one he probably should have shot. It probably was. We're here for Panasonic Comfort Cloud. Set your air conditioning from your phone. And for Waver and Southern Mitsubishi driven by Australian Motors. Bonds and Sapper with you. As Jason Kadee checks in for the 36s. Vasilovic is going to have a seat. Creek. He looks at a three. Bang! And then looked at the Adelaide bench. Said, I can do that too, DJ. Yeah, it was a... Early double, try and get the ball out of the guard's hands, see if they could affect that, but Creek was left wide open. 70-53. Trey Kell's going to be called for an offensive foul, and he cannot believe it. Crowd can't believe it either. CJ having a look at it, deciding... I thought he lost his... Uh, maybe he didn't. Lost his challenge. CJ... Oh, he lost it. He was just looking then. He maybe forgot he lost it. Gary Brown. Mitch Creek for back-to-back threes. Doesn't go. McCarran. The rebound. Wiley racing down court. Out of control. Lost the handle. 
Kenyon picked it up to Rangi on the 45. He'll just settle. Guarded by Kadee. Good hand from Wiley. Went back to Tarangi and Gary Brown has it at the top. Nine on the shot clock. Down to six. The fall away from Brown is an air ball. Come off Mitch Krieg who dived into the front row. Couldn't stop the turnover. And Wiley will have a rest. Smith Milner will check in. And Vague will check in for the Phoenix. 70 plays, 53. And the Burbank Homes Personal Service scoreboard. Smith Milner drives to the hole on Gack, draws the foul, and he will go to the line for two. Hasn't been a happy place for Smith Milner so far tonight. Hopefully he can change that. Good strong move to the basket. But with Williams out, Sixers really need to be making some headway into this deficit. So far, the Phoenix have done a great job playing without him and using and exploiting defensive mismatches, get the shots they want. He makes one. Never in doubt, Bonds. <laughs> That's a fair bit of doubt there, I reckon. The hyphen, the back-to-back. -back. Like he's been doing it for years. He's a good shooter, Smith Miller. Yes. So just uh, you know, trying to get that radar dialed in. Gets it back to 15. Under four on the tyre power clock. Get your free five-minute safety check. Gary Brown, the little fake, put it up for Gak. And there's a foul on McCarran, who cannot believe it. And CJ wants to challenge this, but I don't think he's got a challenge left. Is that a technical foul? If you uh, challenge one when you don't have well, a challenge? Well, if he's, a he's acting like he's still got a challenge left, maybe he does. Really That's McCarran's fourth foul, so he's got to go out. Since there wasn't a lot in that. Don't get your fifth from the bench, Mitch. Yes. 15-point game, 70 plays, 55. Phoenix lead it. No inbound the ball. Vague into the post. Gap. Going to work on Smith Milner. Good defense, Smith Milner. Detch the board. Vasilovic. Needs something from their new player. Dejan Vasilovic drives on Gak. Lost the handle. Kicks it back to Kadee. Swings it to Detch. To Smith Milner in the corner. Back to Detch. Detch driving on Vague. Lost the handle. Goes out of court. Turnover. Sunday's out of form. He is. Yeah, he's hasn't been able to find his rhythm, and uh, you know, defensively, he's uh, you know, has enormous um, role to play, particularly against these guards, and really just a catch and shoot shooter rather than trying to put that ball on the floor. Matt Kenyon in the corner takes the three and go sixes with the boards. Kadee. Detch on the 45, back to Kadeet. 12 on the shot clock. Sunday Detch in the corner. He's going to take Matt Kenyon to the hole. Gets the friendly roll and the foul. He'll go to the line for the bonus shot. Those turnovers, Sapper, now 9-2. to two. Those stats for budget, car and truck rental. We make a difference. Six is uh, leading. Just reading Sunday's body language there. He was very relieved that that one went in. Tough one. Made a, a shot highly defended off his left hand. He's got a nice left hand Sunday. Um, 
really need him to make a defensive impact, see if we can get some transition stuff based on him forcing bad shots for these guards, but they're pretty cluey. Back to a 12-point game. 70 plays 58. Will Cummings at the top. He looks at three. Rattles in and out. Flowers the board. Flowers was guarding the shot and came all the way from the top of the key to rake in and get that one. And he wants to drive through. He puts up an awkward shot. Well defended by the Phoenix. Kenyon thought he travelled. And the refs have called a foul on Kadeet. Chopping the arms. And Kenyon will go to the line for two. That was a foul. No, no argument from Kadeet. Had his arms down. See difference, yeah, difference was the down the offensive end. They got hands straight up. Moving backwards. No foul. Yeah, I think it was a good call from the ref. And so was that. You can see Kadeet dropped the arm onto Kenyon's arm. So he'll go to the line for two. Adelaide shooting percentage down to 44%. Phoenix at 48%. As Kenyon hits the first. Stats for budget current track rental and we make a difference. Well, on these free throw heavy games, it's really hard to get a rhythm. Very physical. Probably what you expect from a Phoenix team. There's some physical, physical contests between these two over the seasons. Smith Milner, straight up three, is short. Kadee almost stole the rebound. Ends up with Kenyon. Matt Kenyon goes to Creek. Detch in his back pocket. Back Sunday in now. Spin move from Mitch Creek is so, so good. And he has another crack at the Adelaide bench. 74 68. Uh, sorry, 58. 16-point lead. Flowers behind the back. His shot's long. Matt Kenyon playing some big minutes for the Phoenix. Another board for him. Having an excellent game. Defensively, just uh, upset stuff and stopped DJing his tracks. Creek, the 15-footer. Can't make that work. And ball goes out of court. Tarangi tried to save it. Couldn't get there. It'll be an Adelaide ball. Wiley checks in. For Flowers. Minute 17 to go in the third. Phoenix lead at 74 58. 117 on the tyre power clock. They need some inspiration, the 36ers. They're going to get back into this game. Wiley. Now Kadee from the corner. Three points long from Jason Kadee. An inspirational moment for Burbank Homes, inspiring design and personal service. And the turnover from Kadee. He put it up. He got fouled by Canyon. So there is a little bit of a spark from Jason Kadee. Well, I just looked up at the scoreboard. It were only 13 down. It feels like we're, you know, the 6 is the 30 down. But, uh, you know, Kadee possesses that offensive ability. The last thing he probably thinks we need is another one shooting three-pointers. But he put one up, nothing but net. And then was around for the inbounds pass. Flicked it out of Kenyon's hands. Instead of dragging the ball out and resetting the offense, elected to go again. Got fouled by Kenyon. Good shooter at the line. Get it back to 11. With 52 seconds to play in the third quarter. Bonds and Sapper with you. Wherever you're listening around the country or over in New Zealand. Great to have you with us. 
NBL action, and we're back here again on Saturday night. The Sixers take on the Wildcats. We're winding down to three-quarter time. 41 seconds left on the tyre power clock. Cummings got it to Creek. Kicked it to the corner. Tarangi, big air ball from Tarangi. <laughs> Not ball. even close. <laughs> I would have got closer. Trey Kell at the top. Got it to Detch. Thought about the three. Now drives on Cummings. Draws a foul. And he'll go to the line. For Double two shots. Is fourth. Personal foul. Fourth, fourth foul on coming so well, that's big isn't it that is big that's going to curtail his uh, aggressiveness in the fourth quarter now of course brown comes on so they don't lose anything no. sunday did a uh, good job there he could the defender flew by him initially now, he could have shot that shot people in the crowd were saying let it rip but he elected to drive in got fouled and a couple of easier shots to make from the free throw line for sunday Chance, well, they're now a chance to draw within single figures. Well, it's a 10-point game. Sunday, Detch. There's one shot. 22.8 left in the quarter. Tie power clock. Detch makes it. It is now a nine-point game. 74-65. Extended pressure from the Sixers. Just get it over the half court. Gary Brown will hold it up. He'll want the last shot. Guarded by Detch. Now goes to Creek. Step back three from Mitch Creek. It's all good. Great shot from Creek. 77-65. It was a 12-point lead at halftime. It's now a 12-point lead at three-quarter time to the Phoenix. Back for the final quarter action here from Adelaide. Welcome back to the Adelaide Entertainment Centre. Three-quarter time. The Phoenix lead at 77-65. And we're here for Panasonic Comfort Cloud. Set your air conditioning from your phone. And Weibo and Southern Mitsubishi, driven by Australian Motors. Sapa, let's look at some stats for budget, car and truck rental, and we make a difference. Well, Adelaide uh, regained the ascendancy on the rebounds then. Now it's about even. After that second quarter, the Phoenix were all over the glass and the leading by eight. But the Sixers have drawn level uh, to get to 32-33. Neither team set the, the uh, field alight from the three-point line. 26%, 6 of 23 Adelaide, whereas uh, Phoenix is 6 of 20, 30%, and both are around the mid-40s in the field, from the field as well, so if not for that last minute, last second three-pointer from Mitch Creek, Sixers would have been well uh, placed uh, with all the momentum going into that last quarter, but great players make uh, great plays, Creek was able to stop that, and it ended up being a 0-0 quarter as far as the Sixers are concerned, he had, no a, he had a big quarter, Creek. He did, absolutely. From the, you know, from the post initially, then a couple of threes as well. You saw lots of glances back to the sixer bench after he did a lot of that. So, yeah, he had a big quarter, no question. Pitch Creek up to 19 points now to lead all scorers. Those stats for budget, car and truck rental, and we make a difference. 13-point quarter for Creeky. Yeah, he was excellent. And he's the reason... The Phoenix have this, or have held on to this gap. Just about to get underway. Over 6,000 people in the venue on a Thursday night. Great return. Really good. Fantastic, isn't it? Yep. We're underway. The Adelaide 36ers have the basketball. Kel into the post. 
Wiley got the mismatch on Brown. Can't finish though. Kenyon with the board. It's a bad miss. Well, just no movement from the Sixers on the on the outside, just waiting for something to happen. A weak side cut would have been good there. At least someone on the boards. Williams at the foul line. Takes Smith Milder to the hole and finishes off with a basket. Nice work from the big source. 79-65. Smith Milner at the top. Back to Kel. Thought about the three. Sunday Detch takes a long range three that doesn't go either. Williams with the board. 79-65. Burbank Homes personal service scoreboard. Williams drives, gives it to, sorry, Brown drives, gives it to Williams. He was fouled by Sunday Detch and will go to the line for two shots. Two possessions for the Phoenix, two touches inside the key. It's a style of play that's forcing the defensive uh, decisions from the Sixers and what you find is there's a lot of, a lot of free throws being shot. And I think there's a bit of confusion here. CJ thought about calling a timeout and then waved it away. And it is going to be a timeout. So the Adelaide 36 is called a timeout. A minute on into the quarter on the tyre power clock. Get your free five-minute safety check. Sapper, you got any... Uh, I know we've just talked about the stats at three-quarter time, but what do you think the Sixers need to do then? Did they need an explosion like we had last week from a Flowers or from a Vasilovic? to try and just get back into the game and then go from there? Well, the difference between last week's uh, match and this week's is the style, well, the type of shots that the opponents are taking. Last week, there were plenty of three-point shots, lots of uh, misses. But, uh, you know, that denied fast breaks and was, were able to get stops and run, whereas today, Phoenix have been very clinical with what they've been doing, forcing fouls. It's hard to run off free throws because the defense is already set. Getting a lot of offensive rebounds as well. So just the style of play and the type of shots that the Phoenix are taking just doesn't allow other teams to, to run off them. And if the Sixers are going to persist in switching on-ball screens, they're just going to pump it inside all day. They've shown yes. that the guards aren't that hungry. They can just throw the ball inside, and that's been a clear decision from the team. And the big guys are getting it done on the mismatches. So I don't see at the moment, unless the Sixers change up their defensive strategy and, and a hard show and go back to rotating and, and uh, running around, I don't see how they're going to make inroads into this lead. 76 is need a spark. Big source at the line. Can't make the first. Already donated cheeseburgers to the crowd, so they instantly like him. And that's not going in either. Wiley the board. Well, that might be the best strategy the Sixers can come up with. Just rotate, Put him on the line. Yeah, rotate big, or anyone in and just hack him and see if we can get enough misses to make it competitive. Wiley hands off to Trey Kell at the top. Smith Milner to Detch on the 45. Thought about the three, then drove to the hole. Couldn't finish off over the top of Williams. Moller with the board. Quick pass down court to Creek. Creek at the foul line, driving through the paint. His shot doesn't fall either. Smith Milner the board, now Detch. Back to Smith Milner. Lovely second pass to Wiley who slams it home. 
Transition. One of the first transition buckets I can remember from the Sixers all night. Inspirational moment for Burbank Homes inspiring design and personal service from Wiley. And he gets the board at the defensive end. Kicks to Kell. He'll pull up for three. Doesn't drop. Kenyon the board. Not a bad option. Really good trying to generate some, some energy in this building. A couple of back-to-back -back baskets off the transition three would have brought the crowd alive. Humphrey's about to check back in for the Sixers. And an offensive foul. Turnover to the Phoenix. Foul is on Gary Brown. Smith Milner played some nice minutes there, but he checks out for Isaac Humphreys. It's a 12-point game. 79 plays 67. Well, he's taken Kyron Galloway's minutes. Kyron's yep. more of an open field type of player, up and down and getting out. But Smith Milner's built for this trench warfare that the Phoenix have brought today. So, yeah, good valuable minutes. Got into the line a few times. Not as productive as he would have wanted, but been a, a, a sizable physical presence for the Sixers' defense. Mike Kelly has called a timeout. 7.54 to go on the tyre power clock. Get your free five-minute safety check. And we are here for Panasonic Comfort Cloud. Set your air conditioning from your phone and Weibo in southern Mitsubishi, driven by Australian Motors. Burbank Homes Personal Service scoreboard has the score. Phoenix 79, Adelaide 36 to 67. Sapper, what you got for me? You know, uh, I think they need to change up their defence, the Sixers. Really get this, um, you know, the, I know that they're, the Phoenix are like to run, but I think we've got to turn this into a running game. Phoenix has done a really good job in the half court, just being clinical about their decision-making, exploiting mismatches, most, mostly from the post. I don't feel like the Sixers are going to win by switching defences and just allowing them to be bullied underneath the basket. So get out, get, get running, uh, do some aggressive double-teaming off non-shooters, not too many non-shooters out there uh, for the Phoenix now that Kenyon's out and he's been serviceable anyway, but really got to start taking some risks defensively and open this game up a bit. It's still only a 12-point game, and yep. normally you would say, oh, look, you know, it's eight minutes to go or seven minutes and 54 seconds to go, 12-point game, six is well and truly in it, but I just, it's just it haven't been made any inroads. Back underway, Isaac Humphreys kicks the ball back out to Kadee, who drives to the hole. Bit of body contact there, no call from the ref. Probably a good call, no call. Back down the other end, Cummings to Moller. Foul line, Williams, his little floater, hits the back at the bottom of the net. Such a tough shot for a big fella. Off, you know, like it's a, that's a long floater, but he just owns it. He's very, very good at it. Been to the NBA with it, so he's no slouch. 81-76, Trey Kell drives on Muller, draws the foul, and can't get the roll. The ball bounced on the ring about five times. But Trey Kell will go to the line for two. Yeah, looking for a spark of energy somewhere, and that often comes from the defensive end, igniting fast breaks and getting that done, and I, I feel like that's the answer for most of it. You can't rely on, you know, just making tough individual plays down the offensive end. I feel like it needs to... There's always easier shots on offer in transition. In order to get into transition, you've got to create turnovers, which hasn't been one of the Sixers' strengths this season. We've got to get defensive rebounds, and right now the Phoenix are all over their offensive glass and not allowing the Sixers to run. So, got to take some chances now defensively, the Sixers. 81 plays 68. Phoenix lead it. Here on your home of sport, SEN. Gary Brown takes a three. Humphreys fumbled the rebound to Wiley. 
not on purpose. Kadee floats in. He can't make the bucket and Williams the big board. And they're running the Phoenix down the other end. Creek got fouled, put it in, and will go the line for the bonus. In fact, they called it a goal 10. Thanks, Sapper. Thought he got fouled. Yeah, look, could have been easily been called, couldn't it? And definitely goal 10. That's that transition bucket that the Sixers were after, but Phoenix got it. Kyron Galloway in the game now. Clearly, CJ wants to get some firepower in. 15-point lead to the Phoenix. 6.33 to go. Tire power clock. Get your free tire safety check. Kyron Galloway takes the three. Humphreys with a big rebound. And then lost the handle. And it's a foot violation on Isaac Humphreys. Got a lot of soft stuff under the basket all night. Refs have put the whistles away for 30 seconds or so. Which, again, I don't mind. Yeah, well, you know, if you're trying to create a running game, you don't want to be doing it by shooting free throws all the time. So, you know, challenge there for the Sixers to stay vertical like the Phoenix are at the moment and force them into tough shots. Extended pressure from the Sixers. Ends up with Gary Brown. Eight on the shot clock. And knocks down a three. I mean, too good tonight. The Phoenix sucked the air out of the building, that shot. 85-68. DJ Vasilovic. Creek right up in his grill. Goes to Trey Kell at the top. Pulls up for a long-range two for Trey Kell. Up to 13 points. That might be 12. Cummings. At the top, 15-point lead to the Phoenix. The Burbank Homes Personal Service scoreboard. Little shot from Cummings, doesn't go. Vasilovic, the board. Good D from Humphreys there, straight up. Kadee on the 45. Kicks to the corner. Trey Kell, strong drive. Can't finish. Gack, the board. Five minutes to go in this one. It's a 15-point lead. What you're looking for now is some signs of aggression and aggressive options defensively for the Sixers. Right at the moment, they're on their heels and too far off their defenders. Offensive foul called on Gary Brown. And it'll be a substitution for the 36ers. Mitch McCarron back in for Trey Kill. Fifteen point lead to the Phoenix. Very impressive tonight. Kadee Galloway on from the 45. His shots just hits the backboard. The backboard wasn't there, it was a big air ball. Kriegel slow it up. Go to Gary Brown at the top. This match, Creek's got Kadee guarding him. Now the switch comes. Galloway takes Kadee. Little handoff to Gak from Gary Brown. And another two to the Phoenix and a timeout to the Sixers. 17-point lead. It is out now to the Phoenix. 87-70 on the Burbank Homes Personal Service scoreboard.
Um, Sapper, for stats for budget car and truck rental, and we make a difference, the Phoenix just seem to be all over the Sixers at the minute. Yeah, they are. Look, the Sixers' field goal percentage has dropped right down to 40% now, and that's a, a league-worst result. You know, like yeah. the Sixers are about that for the season, and that's good enough for worst in the league. So they're not any worse than normal, but this is having a hard time trying to put the ball in the hole. Phoenix is still around 48, and, then, and that's indicative of the shot content that they're getting. Rebounding count, uh, 41 to 38 in favour of Phoenix. They're not too bad there. Um, turnover count, only five for the Phoenix, looking after the ball really yes. well. And uh, you add that to the 13 for the Sixers, and if you're shooting at 50% on those eight extra shots, you know, there's another eight extra points, and all of a sudden it's a single-digit game. So not really doing enough defensively the Sixers to worry the Phoenix into anything or create any sort of fast break activity which is what they sorely need. The clock's just running down on this game and uh, it looks like the Sixers are on their heels and not able to affect anything that the Phoenix are doing. Credit also uh, you know the team composition of the Phoenix. They've got too many smart guards out there and if all of a sudden the Sixers start running at them at funny angles and trying to create double teams. Most of those guards are going to find easy options out of that for scores. So hamstrung a little bit uh, with what he can do, CJ, but, you know, you you lose by 17 playing the same way you're doing it or, you know, you try and chance to win it and, and uh, quicken the game up, full court defense, something like that, and uh, scramble around a little bit and see if they miss a few shots. Vasilovic takes Gak to the hole, makes the bucket, and he will go to the line for the bonus. He's stuck on 14 points for a while. He hit the court hard, but uh, he looks okay. I'm slow to get up. It's not what you want from your brand-new player. is an injury in their first game, but he looks okay. He'll go to the line for the bonus shot. His willingness to throw his body around, though, has been good. It's been impressive, hasn't it? Yep. Yeah. Hadn't seen much of the ball this... Uh, you know, he had 11 shots or 9 shots, I think, at the quarter time, and... That was only his 16th shot for the uh, entire game, so not much of an offensive impact. Credit Matt Keenan's defense, probably. 87-73. Mitch Creek in the post. Tried to find Kenyon. Sixers got a hand in there, knocked it out of court. Will be a Phoenix ball from the baseline. Double team for the first time all night, too. So good to see something different. Not sure if that was the plan or not, but Flowers came from the weak side to double-team Mitch Creek in the post, almost forced, forced the turnover. Trey Kell checks in for Kadee. Matt Kenyon, handoff to Gary Brown. Long triple from Brown. Wow. It's beautiful. Incredible. That's a big shot. 90 plays 73. Great individual play. It was magnificent to watch. Vasilovic at the top. He'll take a long three himself. It's the front of the iron. Wiley, the big board, tried to put it back in. McCarran was there with him. The skipper finishes off his hard work. 75 plays 90. 12 points. still lead it by yeah, 15. Sorry, Bonds. 12 points for McCarran. He's been, done well. Doesn't take him many shots. Been in the right place at the right time. Hit a couple of threes as well. That's the budget car and truck rental, and we make a difference. Canyon into the post and Creek, guarded by Vasilovic. Little baby hook from Creaky. Little smile on his face, too. He's loving every second of this. 92 75. Trey Kell 
Fake the three, drove to the hole, laid it in, drew the foul. He'll go to the line for the bonus. There's been a lot of, lot of and ones, a lot of extra shots. It's been, there's no momentum in this one, but Kel's been good in the second half ons. Yeah, he's been, I was just about to say, he's been good again tonight. Had a good game last week, 25 points. Quiet in the first half, but he uh, come to play in the second. 15 so far. Makes the foul shot. 78 plays, 92, 14-point game. 2.50 to go on the tyre power clock. Will Cummings at the top. Played most in the second half on four fouls. Lovely feed to a cut from Matty Kenyon. And two more. The long outlet pass to Trey Kell. He makes two. 94 plays 78. And we'll have a timeout. To southeast Melbourne. Yeah, outstanding outlet pass from Mitch McCarran there. He, that wasn't there until it was, and uh, excellent hustle on the offensive trans from Kel. Easy bucket. 2.31 to go in the game on the entire power clock. We're here for Panasonic Comfort Cloud. Set your air conditioning from your phone and for Wavell and Southern Mitsubishi driven by Australian Motors. Stay with us after the game. We'll chat to one of the 36ers with a bit of luck. And it's a 14-point game. So it was left. We we're a level at uh, quarter time, 28 apiece. And then in the third quarter, the Phoenix outscored. Sorry, second quarter, the Phoenix outscored the Sixers 26 to 14. And that margin of 12 points has been around about the mark since then. It has. It uh, made all the difference getting on the offensive glass in that second quarter for the. Phoenix and then the Sixers came down and shot three-pointers and weren't able to put enough pressure on the Phoenix D. So drew that out that that was where it was. Shot selection and inability to defend the, the defensive glass. That's uh, get things underway again. A very long timeout. And eventually, we're back underway. Some extended pressure from the Sixers, but not real aggressive as Cummings walks the ball over half court. Gary Brown guarded by Vasilovic. A double team comes, and the foul is called on DJ Vasilovic. That's his fourth personal foul. To go with his 17 points. And his first outing in Sixers Blue. Moller. As to Williams. Now Cummings. Looks at the shot clock. Says four. Drives through the lane. And that is just far too easy. And a beautiful finish from Cummings. Clinical offense. Just whatever there's a mismatch, he's utilizing it. Flowers takes on Williams. Can't get the friendly roll. Minute 45 to go. Tie power clock. 16-point lead to the Phoenix. Brown at the top. Just winding the clock down. Six on the shot clock. Canyon again. An easy bucket. Came from the weak side. Wide open. Laid it in. 
Trey Kell in the corner. Shoots the three over Williams, and it's good. 83-98. Some of the Adelaide 36ers fans have seen it up. They're out of here. I'm sure they'll be back Saturday night. Big game against the Wildcats. Massive. Gary Brown drives through the lane, and he gets two more. He's up to 19 points now, Brown, and there's been a timeout. No, there hasn't. There's just substitutions. Mass substitutions. Getting the bench in the Phoenix. They know the game's done and dusted now. One minute to go, 17-point game. Guards have had their way, the Phoenix guards. Owen Foxwell and Luke Rosendale have come into the game for their first minutes. Wiley can't make the layup. Board by Muller. Now Kenyon. Foxwell. Stolen by Wiley. We'll get a nice dunk for the crowd. That's a bit of a highlight for the 36ers fans to get them back on Saturday night. You, you know what you get with Wiley, don't you? It's going to get yeah. effort all the time. You're going to get some errors for sure, but uh, absolute passion and effort. Gat couldn't finish. The alley-oop pass. Trey Kell to the foul line. Kicks it around. Wiley looks at a three. In and out. Moller with the board. 13 seconds left in the game. And just wind this one down. Foxmill might want a shot. Kenyon drives. Rosendale thought about it. Back to Kenyon. He takes the three. He's had a great night, Matty Kenyon. And they cracked the 100, the Phoenix, 102.85 with three seconds left on the clock. It's been great, hasn't he, Kenyon? He has. I would say, uh, go well, they've had lots of winners tonight, but I thought his defensive effort on... Uh, DJ Vasiljevic after quarter time was outstanding. Alex Starling takes a long range three as the final siren sounds here in Adelaide. It's all the Phoenix. 102-85. That's a 17 point win and uh, they've been far too good for the Adelaide 36ers tonight. And we might take a break. Come back for the post game show. We'll chat to one of the Adelaide 36ers. We'll chat about this game and we'll preview Saturday night's, Saturday night's big blockbuster against the Perth Wildcats. Back at the Adelaide Entertainment Centre soon. The Phoenix winning 102-85. Welcome back to the Adelaide Entertainment Centre. The Phoenix, the winners tonight, 102-85. It's a post-game show for Drink Wise. You won't miss a moment if you drink wise. And we're lucky enough to have one of the Adelaide 36ers star, Jacob Wiley, with us. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, after a loss, it's always hard to chat after a loss. Oh, yeah, it's all but, good. But things sort of got away from the Sixers in the second quarter and just couldn't fight your way back into the game. Yeah, you know, uh, for us, it's, 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 the, it's the battle of being great one quarter, being really bad another quarter. Uh, it's been like that all season. Um, I felt like we didn't communicate a lot. Uh, I was to blame for a lot of those miscommunications. But uh, we were switching. We were trying to throw something different at them defensively. I thought Brown, uh, Mitch Creek, Allen Williams were great tonight, uh, ex exploiting us on those. And uh, 
Yeah, and, and that's that's a big reason why we didn't come out with the win tonight. Yeah, Jacob, you, you noticed, yeah, you, you said that there was about that exploiting of those mismatches. They were very clinical in that thing, weren't they? Yeah. Sometimes the guards, they want to take over when they see a mismatch, see a big guy guarding him, they want to take it off the dribble. They weren't that. Right. They, they pumped that ball into the post. Yeah, they were, they were very patient, very clinical, uh, didn't settle for bad shots. They knew when to throw the ball inside. They knew how to space. And uh, we just weren't able to recover from those easy baskets. And offensively, we were stagnant not moving the ball, uh, not sticking to our game plan. Uh, you know, and there's a lot of moving parts. We got uh, DJ coming in with just a couple days of practice trying to learn our offense. Uh, we got young guys, you know, that are going to be up and down, and it's, it's just a lot, of, a lot of moving pieces, and I think that's why you're seeing the, the inconsistency uh, throughout, the, throughout the games. I think we noticed in the, uh, in the second quarter, too, was a lot of offensive rebounds for the Phoenix as well. They were dominant there. Anytime you bring Williams back into the fold, there's going to be some trouble on the offensive glass, no question. But also, six of shot selection. He's still for a lot of three-pointers. We're not necessarily banging up a lot of three-pointers traditionally, but tonight I thought there was more three-point shots taken. Maybe DJ had something to do with that, but it was it was our shot selection and our threes not going in and their offensive glass. Do you... Yeah. How did you, how did you see that on second yeah, quarter you, unfolding? You, you know, with DJ coming in, we're trying to get him shots. He's a shooter. Uh, we want him to shoot the ball. Uh, it's just us understanding when to, when to shoot, when to throw the ball inside, kind of like they were doing to us, um, not settling for bad shots. Uh, and that just comes with our continuity offensively, moving the ball, uh, sharing the ball, not letting the ball stick. And, uh, yeah, they're big and physical, so we had, a, we had an issue with that uh, also on the offensive glass, so we couldn't get out and run. Um, for yourself personally, 14 points, 8 rebounds, a solid night for you again. And uh, what we love, and we say this during the call, every time we call you play basketball is the energy you bring in into the game is that what you look to do every week yeah you know for me uh you know it's frustrating because i'm not 100 percent healthy right now i've been dealing with a calf issue achilles issue so i'm not really able to practice so so my conditioning is not 100 percent. but when i'm out there uh, i give it everything i got and uh, i try to just lead by example I, I don't care how many points i score how many shots i take i just try to play hard with what I have on, on any given night and uh, just try to lead through that example. You've been leading the team in assists so far this year as well. Has that been something you traditionally done? It, it doesn't feel that way to me. Yeah, yeah, it's not something I've traditionally done, but, uh, you know, the way that we, we play our offense, I'm getting downhill a lot, getting a lot of little dump-offs to, to Humphreys because he's just an amazing uh, a finisher at the basket and um, just, just just trying to be aggressive, like not necessarily looking to score every time I drive because I can, you know, beat one defender off the dribble, draw help and kick. And, uh, again, just trying to set that example to play unselfishly and, uh, and just try to play team basketball. Always hard to um, zoom out after a game, win or loss. Uh, so you've got, you've got a one-sentence slogan you're going to paint on the wall of the 36ers change room this week. What is it? Uh, uh, I would say it's uh, stick, st stay the course. Yeah. Stay the course. Um, there's a lot of games this season that we – had a chance to win at Perth, at Sydney, Melbourne at home. There's three games we have a chance to win uh, that we that we didn't end up pulling out. So you know, of course, when you're losing, everybody wants to hit the panic button. Everybody wants to wants to you know point fingers and blame. But I think if we stay the course, keep working hard. Like I said before, we have a lot of moving parts. If we stay the course, we still have a chance to win a lot of games this year. You're relentlessly positive. That seems to be the way you get up in the morning. I don't know if you sleep. Maybe you're positive all night. <laughs> but, uh, you know, like, is, that's, uh, that's a thing that the Sixers are going to need from you. 
Yeah, and you know, it, 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 again, trying to lead by example. If I'm supposed to be the energy guy, if I'm supposed to be po positive, and I come in with with, with bad energy, with, uh, you know, talking crazy, pointing fingers, then what what uh, tone does that set for the team? So I'm just trying to stay positive. I'm trying not to look at if it's wins or losses. I try to look at what is our energy like, what is our body language like, what is our effort like uh, every night. You spent a couple of years here in Adelaide, uh, different venue now. We've upgraded and playing here at the Entertainment Centre. Uh, any difference? Like, is there a different feel? Because the old stadium was we much love, especially Rupert <laughs> playing out of that stadium. Yeah, uh, yeah it's a very loud stadium. Yeah, I love, um, I love Titanium. Yeah. I've got a lot of fond memories in Titanium. Uh, I, I like the griminess of titanium. People yeah. parking on the lawn, you know, <laughs> drinking outside. It's, uh, it, it, you know, here it's a lot more tame, but it's beautiful. It's a beautiful venue. Yes. You know, look at the seating, look at yeah. the arrangement here, look at the lighting. Uh, it's 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 very modern, very beautiful, and uh, the NBL deserves to have every team to have uh, seating like this in stadiums. And and my hat goes off to the Adelaide fans. They show up every night, and I, that means a lot to me. Uh, that, that means a lot to our guys. We, we talk about it amongst ourselves, like, man, win or lose, these, these fans show up, they support us, and uh, I, just, I just ask that they keep doing so. Before we let you go, um, the difference between the NBL when you were here last and the standard it is right now? Oh, the league is amazing. Uh, it's, 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 it's just grown. I mean, the local Australian players are so good. These guys can play anywhere in the world. They want to play here. The imports coming in are top-notch. The coaching is top-notch. Uh, you just see the league growing every year, and, and I travel the world. I play all over the world. E everywhere I go, people ask me about this league. People are trying to get to this league. I've been trying to come back to this league for a while, just waiting for the right opportunity. And uh, you can just see it on, on, on the global scale. Uh, but when I played here before, people weren't talking about Australia as much as they are now. It's good to hear, Sapper. Yeah. It is good to <laughs> yeah. hear. And uh, yeah, it is a destination league, absolutely. It's a tough one, getting better and better. More imports in the league than when you were here the, first, the last Royal, time, yeah. I'm sure. So... Yeah, more, more spots available, but we love your energy, Jacob. Um, you know, love the humility that you play with. So I think some of that comes from small-town college, small-division college stuff, yeah. like, you know, oh, yeah. not, you know, fighting for stuff and all that, and I'm being a bit self-indulgent here because Jacob went to the uh, the same college that my son yes, ended up going to, and, and that is nowheresville. In, in, uh, <laughs> so, you know, like yes. he, he's, he's had a very humble beginning, Jacob, and he's uh, worked for everything he's got, and it's fantastic to see him on a, on a high scale here. Well, I appreciate the kind words, guys. Love your work. Uh, love everything you guys do. And uh, thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Good luck Saturday night. Hey, thank you so much, brother. Jacob Wiley joining us uh, here after the game. Appreciate it. And uh, he will be back in action on Saturday night. Um, Sapper, you mentioned one word there, and it just jumps off the page at me, and that's humble. Yeah, he is. Uh, it's, uh, you, well, when you see someone like Jacob Wiley, you wonder if it's an act. Yeah, but yeah, you know, he just walks around energetic. He's, uh, you know, he, I've, I've watched a couple of practices. He walks, he skips down the stairs. He doesn't walk down the stairs. He's, he's hyper. He's going. He's, he's reaching out and physically touching his teammates. Like there's a, he's a real galvanizer in there. And you know, there's points and rebounds that come, uh, and you can look at those statistical things. But there's a, there's a locker room glue guy thing as well. And I mean, his, uh, his energy is sometimes, I mean, people might be put off by that energy, but really it's, uh, it's about creating an environment that people want to be a part of. And when you've got good human beings around the place, it just creates a working environment that people want to be at and continue to be at. And, you know, the, when I've seen uh, behind the, when the lights are off, the, the team gets along well. Yes. You know? Like it's a, it's yes. a good environment there. They're working hard. They've got good... Uh, development systems in place for their younger players and, and so there's a 
there's a good vibe around that, and really they just need a few things to fall their way, and momentum could be uh, wild in that respect. But you know, Phoenix absolutely too good today, and and uh, that's just a that's a experienced pro team doing their thing. That like those guards Brown and Cummings are just they're just pros. You know, they know what they're yep. doing, and Brown is an unstoppable force close to the basket. So they had a few nice pieces, and of course, Mitch Creek is probably the best two or three Australian players going around, if not players in the league full stop. So they've got a lot of talent, the Phoenix, and been sputtering so far this year, but got it together tonight. Let's have a look at some stats for budget, car and truck, rental, and we make a difference. Well, uh, turnover count uh, is important. I always look at sister turnovers to see how well a team's travelling. Phoenix traditionally haven't been real good at setting their teammates up. 10.2 assists a game is one of the lowest in the league, but tonight they had 21. Right. So that's indicative of their game plan and being able to uh, find, A, players for open shots, but B, players on, on uh, cuts as well. So they had a lot of post-dominant offense tonight and players cutting off the ball to find that. So 21 assists and only six turnovers. Generally, when you've got a two-to-one assist-to-turnover ratio in a game, you're traveling really well. But to only have six turnovers, really looking after the ball, was outstanding, efficient offense for the Phoenix tonight. By contrast, the Sixers weren't terrible with their turnovers. They've been okay. They've had their problems, no question, before. But 12 yep. turnovers is about on average for them. Uh, but only 11 assists. Couldn't really get their their offense flowing much at all tonight. They couldn't get uh, out into transition. They couldn't find any free baskets. The Phoenix just dominated them physically. It didn't beat, beat them on the rebounds by much, but it just felt like a real dour, tough game. And uh, Phoenix still got their uh, average, in fact, above their average, and, and uh, still one of the top scorers in the, in the competition. But um, Sixers has found ways to struggle offensively and it was a root of a slog for them tonight and it wasn't for the free throws but they did pretty well in the end and Sixers are really good at getting to the free throw line did that again 20 of 26 tonight so Trey Kell including uh, 8 of 10 for him yes. so did a really good job getting there and that seems to be how the offense ticks over for the Sixers they're just bullying their way to the basket and getting free throws and still did that at a good clip tonight but shooting percentage 3 point percentage and field goal percentage still low Look at the uh, scorers for both teams. Firstly, for um, the Phoenix, Mitch Creek, 23 points to lead all scorers. Will Cummings ended up with 18. Uh, Gary Brown, 19. Alan Weems, 15. And Matt Kenyon, 11. Four players in... in uh, sorry, five players in double figures. And for the Adelaide 36ers, Trey Kerr was their high scorer with 21. Uh, DJ Vasilovic, 17, after sort of exploding in that first quarter. Uh, 14 to Jacob Wiley and uh, 12 to Mitch McCarron, the skipper, who I thought had a, a reasonably good game as well. Well, yeah, Mitch, you know, he, he uh, was efficient from the field as well. He did uh, well enough there. He's five or seven, a couple of threes and five boards and, um, you know, is physical enough down uh, when they were switching defences to not get exploited too much. Had some wrestles down there with Mitch Creek, but on the whole it was just about uh, clinically deconstructing the 36ers defense the Sixers were switching which meant they had a, a tall player guarding a, a guard and they had a small player down yep. on the post and a lot of teams will 
back that ball out and run at that big guy and try and create something out of that. All the Phoenix did was just roll the ball into the post and none of the Sixers defense could do anything about it because they were well spaced and there were shooters everywhere. They were really well, really patient, weren't they? Yeah, they were. Oh, and that's what happened. And, and when they, when the post players made their post moves, they went that they were going in. So, you know, Mitch Creek had an excellent second half and was uh, particularly damaging down the post where he was um, able to go after setting screens. And once you know that that's what the Sixers are going to do, then it became, um, you know, an easy offensive option for the Phoenix to just to do that. So yep. guards didn't have to do much in that second half other than roll the ball into the post, and, and uh, it was really all Mitch Creek in that second half. Um, play of the game for Burbank Homes Inspiring Design and Personal Service. I picked one, but you might have another one as well. I thought the man over there, number 55, the three-pointer on three-quarter time, the game got to down to nine points, and, uh, again, that just blew it out to 12 at three-quarter time. Well, that was the one I had in mind as well because yeah. Uh, yeah, that was so important. And it was flat, but it was uh, he was confident enough to take the shot. And, and, yeah, we just had a really good quarter, the Sixers, got back to within nine and kicked that back out to 12 and sucked the energy out as well. There wasn't much energy to begin with in the, in the room, and that was particularly because of the, the way the Phoenix went about their stuff. It was just tough physical basketball, lots of fouls called, but they're better at it at the moment than the Sixers are, and, and uh, if it wasn't for that second quarter, it might have been a different story. Do you see any um, Mike Kelly coaching philosophies coming out in the way the Phoenix are playing? Uh, I'm a good friend with Mike, and yeah. uh, I've known him for a long time, and uh, we trained together at the southeast Melbourne Magic in the mid-90s, and uh, I know, yeah, very dour defensive player, um, not very excitable, just sort of goes about his business there. And if I was to say, okay, what's, what does a defensive game look like where there's not much emotion in the game? Probably looks like that, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, that was pretty tough. And he was, uh, um, you know, he's had a rocky start. I wouldn't say that the, um, the record is um, flattering for the Phoenix at the moment. They're now 3-3 three and three and, and they're looking closer to being good, but you, you look at the, their starting five, potential starting five there, and they're really, really good. A little bit light on at the four if Mitch Creek plays at the three. Like, you've got Craig Moller there who's played some games for the Boomers, but, mm. um, you know, he's not as um, dynamic as, as some of the players there, but it enables uh, them to... I mean, he's quite a smart player, so it's not like they're losing out there, but Williams is a dominant force on the in there. So I would say that... Uh, um, Mike Kelly uh, likes that old school basketball. What does old school basketball look like? Throw it in the post and operate yep. it out of the post. So, yep. so maybe that is uh, indicative of Mike. Maybe that's a thing that uh, they thought happened. But really, they've got to take what the defense gives them. And, and uh, in the in the scheme of things, a, a switching defense allows mismatches, and they exported mismatches. And that third quarter was po- throw it into the post. And the fourth quarter, it was uh, you know Brown and Cummings show. So um, did whatever they wanted tonight. I just want to touch on Matt Kenyon one, one more time. Ten rebounds, 11 points. But his, I guess his defense during during that second half was outstanding as well. I don't want to say he was the best player on the floor, but usually it's important because yep. uh, Vasiljevic was quite the problem for the Phoenix in that first quarter, and that was when uh, uh, he wasn't on. And then when, he, when Kenyon subbed on in that uh, late in that first quarter, Vasiljevic, um, you know, was noticeably quieter. Hmm. Kenny got into him physically, niggling him, needling him, you know, pushing him off things. There was a bit of, you know, argy-bargy yep. there and uh, you know, did exactly what he was supposed to do. So that's one thing to do the defensive stuff, but there's another thing to be as damaging on the boards as he was. And he's a very, very good rebounder for a guard. And when you've got a guard getting double-figure rebounds, that's gold. And, you know, like teams are 
the scout is, leave him open. But he's you know doing enough from the perimeter to suggest that he's not dead weight out there, and they've got to respect him. And but he was uh, yeah, outstanding. And I would say you know they the Phoenix had well all five of they had five at least four really good players. Kenny coming off the bench was outstanding. But uh, yep. you know they're two imports, Mitch Creek, or three imports, and Creek all in double figures as well. So had a lot of contributors today, Phoenix, and got it done as a well and truly excellent team performance. Will Cummings, he, he just seems to almost go unnoticed out there. Yeah. And ends the game uh, with a plus minus of 18 and 18 points of his own um, he j- and five assists. Well, what a luxury for Mike Kelly to have. I mean, you don't, well, it's a luxury. He, he's earned it because he's picked those players. But, you know, Gary um, Brown goes out and you think, ah, oh, good. But then Will Cummings subs back in. Like yeah. he, he starts them both, but then he staggers a lot of their minutes uh, throughout the game. So they've always got heady leadership from that point guard position. And you just look at them, mate. They're, they're just calm. There's no excitement there. They don't get... R- you know, rattled by anything, and they played a lot of high-level basketball around the world, and so they've seen a lot more volatile environments to the Adelaide Entertainment Centre, and and so they, you know, they're just playing with a, a sense of poise there that uh, you know enables teams to go about their business. So they never, at any stage, look rattled tonight. No, this is the day's play for Drinkwise. If you ch- if you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Back more from the Adelaide Entertainment Centre soon. This is today's play for Drink Wise. You won't miss a moment if you drink wise. Bonds and Sapper here just wrapping things up. It was a big win by the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix, 102 to 85. They blew the game apart in the second quarter, 26 to 14 quarter, and they led by 12 points at halftime. They led by uh, 12 points at three-quarter time and win by 17 points in the end. Um, Sapper, I need to get sort of your best players, but I want you to name one player of the game thanks to Tyre Power. Get your free five-minute safety check, which well, is going to be hard to do. Well, it is. Uh, this is just the the player of the game, not the sixer player of the game. Right? No, so, yeah, that's correct. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, look, you could, you could pick Matt Kenyon. He was uh, outstanding defensively. You could pick Will Cummings because, you know, he had 18 points and, and uh, five assists and very, very efficient that way. Uh Gary Brown, 19 points, including some massive buckets, eight assists, only one turnover. Like that's eight assists and one turnover is something. Awesome. Will Cummings, five assists, no turnover. So get 13 assists and one turnover out of your primary ball handlers was absolutely outstanding. Mind you, only six turnovers for the entire team for the game, which is outstanding. Alan Williams did his thing, 13 boards and 15 points. He's a walking double-double, and you yep. get someone like that, that's uh, absolute gold. And Mitch Creek, you know, game-high scorer, 23 points on... Uh, 9 of 14, 64%. Didn't do much on the boards, didn't need to, but he was incredibly efficient offensively. And, um, you know, you're, you're looking at uh, things that change the game and Mitch Creek definitely big in that second half and just when six was threatened, he hit that big bucket and that was good. Um, but he was a recipient of some really good decision-making from uh, Brown and Cummings, I felt. So Mitch Creek doesn't have the game that he has unless those two set him up. So yep. uh, there's a two-headed monster there. I don't think I can really separate those two. Okay. But, um, yeah, I think those two were incredibly important. They just ran the show very well. 
uh, dished up where they needed to. That assisted turnover ratio was absolutely outstanding. Got the, all the shots that they wanted to. But I, I think for popping up at the biggest times, I'm going to give it to Brown. I think he was uh, outstanding. Hit some massive three-pointers at the time. And uh, you His know, second quarter. I thought that was the route that changed the game. His second quarter, he was he was excellent. Yeah, you know, I just just they could get anywhere they wanted. They got wriggle yep. in their game, very shifty, and uh, you know we were marvelling at it early in that game. Just going, yes. oh, geez, this is a problem for the defence, and it, and it remains so. And um, you know, when they set on ball screens, they made the right choices. When there was space, they were able to get in and you know either finish, particularly Brown uh, in transition and on that right hand in in the uh, in the half court, but. Yeah, player of the game was uh, Gary Brown, I felt. He was very, very good. He was for tyre power. Get your free five-minute safety check. Um, Sapper, we saw a nice moment in that ad break there. Um, the next star, uh, Trenton Flowers, was everyone's gone home, except for a half a dozen people waiting to get autographs or family or whatever, and there was a young kid who would have been, what, sort of seven or eight? Oh, if that. If that. Yeah. And uh, Trenton Flowers played some one-on-one with him for a five minutes or so and then signed the ball and gave it to him. That's... Uh, yeah. It was good. Making it? a moment. It is a moment. And, uh, you know, all the parents are taking photos and, you know, it didn't look like, oh, you know, Trenton Flowers said, oh, okay, this is something I read I should do. This is, just seems, seems like something he would naturally do. Yes. Just likes to be around kids and, you know, truth be known, he's probably closer in age to that uh, seven-year-old than he is to some of his teammates. So, probably... <laughs> true. <laughs> so, uh, true. Yeah, yeah but uh, he, he didn't have to do that, but he does make those little moments, and those little moments stick. Um, I know, Bonds, you probably had those in your I chosen did. sport, and I definitely had those in mine, and, um, you know, they just they stick with you the whole time. You never forget them, and, and it doesn't take much effort to do that sort of stuff, but, um, you know, he didn't get the... Um, matter of fact, that I know that he he scored a couple of free throws tonight, but not much else. He could have been forgiven for yeah. feeling a little bit into his into himself, and uh, you know, not um, you know, real happy with what's going on. But here he was out there with a smile and work, working with these little kids, and uh, giving parents and kids a, a photo moment and a life moment, which was you know something I'll never forget. So. Sometimes you forget that, uh, you know, these professional athletes are still human beings and they still do hum- humane and human things. So it's really nice to see a nice moment there from Trenton Flowers to to make that kid's life. And as I'm looking out now, I see all the McCarran kids out there as well and, uh, you know, enjoying what's going on. And you know, it casts me back to a lot of memories of my own kids. So these yep. are things that they'll never forget. Yeah, all the uh, blonde McCarrans. <laughs> oh, there might be a Kadi there as well. <laughs> um, but uh, look, we've got a couple of minutes before we uh, wrap things up. We are back here again Saturday night. I can't wait for this. We just love playing the Wildcats. Your old mate John Relly is coaching him. Um, are you going to get onto the phone to him tomorrow or Saturday and just say good day? Yeah, oh, look, I say, yeah, normally I say, hey, fantastic that you're coaching Perth Wildcats, but I still hate the Perth Wildcats. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Rills and I were very good friends uh, through those 36 of times. And, yes. And uh, spent a lot of good times together. Still consider him a very good friend. He's got his work cut out there. He's got a lot of offensive talent, but, um, you know, they're not a rebounding force. So there exists some opportunities for the 36ers to get out and run against the Wildcats. Wildcats want to do the same thing. I mean, I don't think anyone's got more offensive talent than the Wildcats. Alex Saar, the next star, is absolutely legit. He's a seven-footer. Yeah, looking forward to really watching. move. Fantastic defender. And yep. um, he's, uh, yeah, really, really good. And that's what a high draft pick looks like. And 
kudos to the NBL for getting these types of players. You know, like he's uh, yeah, he, he could have probably done anything. He could have stayed over in Europe and earned plenty of big dollars, but. Comes uh, down to Australia. And, Why not? Yeah, Why it's not? It's a great yeah. place and yeah. a great league. Uh, Sapper, thanks again for your time um, and can't wait to be here again on Saturday night. Thanks to uh, DMG back in the studio looking after us and uh, he's cut up some highlights for us and we're going to leave you with that. It's the uh, South East Melbourne Phoenix 102 take uh, the win against the Adelaide 36ers in Adelaide 85 on uh, behalf of my mate Sapper and uh, this is Bonds. We're saying goodbye and we'll see you on Saturday night. Now Vasilovic into the post. Wiley's got to go to work on Moller. Six on the shot clock. Little baby hook goes. Nice start from Jacob Wiley. Sixers get the ball back. Wiley shut down by Creek. Kicks it out to DJ Vasilovic. Welcome to Adelaide, DJ. Gary Brown tries to answer at the other end. And you betcha that is nothing but net. Silences the crowd. Kadee has it now in the front court. DJ Vasilovic, long triple from him. Defensive rebound for the Sixers. McCarran, front and centre, knocks down the three. I don't think I can remember the Sixers taking more three-point shots. Wiley, now Kadee from the corner. Three-point loss from Jason Kadee. An inspirational moment for Burbank Homes. Inspired designer, personal service. And the turnover from Kadee. He put it up, he got fouled by Canyon. So there is a little bit of a spark from Jason Kadee. Now Ditch back to Smith Builder. Lovely second pass to Wiley who slams it home. Transition, one of the first transition buckets I can remember from the Sixers all night. Foxwell, stolen by Wiley. We'll get a nice dunk for the crowd. That's a bit of a highlight for the 36ers fans to get it back on Saturday night.